Where, where's Gar? We're waiting for him? Uh, no, he's moved back home. He literally left with... I know, it sucks. No, I, I, I can't have that. I, I don't like it either. Your call is completed. Long distance charges may apply. Oh, you're calling him? Yep. Okay. Oh no, I'm mad. I'm just, I've just been sad. I've been crying all week. Greycaster Robo Lane here. I just want to say, how fucking dare you leave the show without even saying goodbye to me properly? You know how upset this makes me? I wanted to hear your thoughts on Saber and person. I want to talk to you and stuff. You still have Ultraman to watch? What the fuck, man? What do you have to say for yourself, huh? It's terrifying and funny because I've listened to the episode, so it's just a reaper. Wow. That's where you hang up, Gar. Do I still get credit? No. <laughs> oh my god, he ruined the bit! Give the roll call. We are live! Connect. Loading. Broadcast. Tempered Zeal! Bluecaster? Super Ichi! Loud and impulsive! Greycaster! Lake! Spark of Courage! The Power of Dreams! Orangecaster! Global Soft Perka! Broadcasting hundreds of opinions across the world! Radio Sentai Cast Ranger! Welcome to Radio Sentai Cast Ranger episode 356! God, where Gar ruins the bit! God damn it, Gar! All you had to do was fucking hang up! That was it! You had one job! That's classic Gar for you. <laughs> it's episode Dust Clops! Cool. Sweet! Oh, I miss Dust Skull. Dust Clops. Yeah. Who's that? That's Gar. Wait, Gar's here? He's been listening. Oh, um, hi, how, how is everything? Uh, everything's doing well. Uh, <laughs> See, look, Gar's still here! He's, he never left! He can still be on the show! Oh, yeah, he's right here, he's, he's wearing my hat. Actually, yeah, technically <laughs> I could still be on the show, but unfortunately I didn't watch anything this week due to, uh... Moving? Some space issues. Oh. You, you were in space? You live in space? <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, um, Mars is not fun. No. Well, I mean, I heard it needs moms. I mean, well, I, well, for, for, like, I, like, I'm working on an Ultraman trigger thing, and I thought to understand the character, I should go live on Mars. Then I realized there's no one there, it sucks, it's boring, just like the show. So, uh... I knew your hometown was dry, but I didn't think it was that dry. Oh, yeah, it's pretty dry. Well, anyways, I'll let you all go. Okay. Enjoy the show. I will. Thanks, uh, Bear. Let's start the show! Premiere of Revice. Oh, oh, boy. That'd be nice. That'd be, that'd be real nice. With the Revice. And until next time, fellow audience, schwa for now. Schwa for now. Ah! Altrader's gone! It is. actually is. It felt we recorded our last episode like two weeks ago. Yeah. So, if you're tuning in to us for the first time, apologies for all that in-drama and jokes and whatever. <laughs> that requires a lot of context. I do miss Gar. 
I, I wish him all the best in his future endeavors and stuff. And yes, of course. Um, we are uh, a slightly, slightly less than numbered than usual. I don't, you know, what I'm. Hey, we're you know what we're three man sentai. I now. can't words now. We're three men sentai who get together every week to talk about Kamen Rider Super Sentai and usually a third thing, but today is a special week. Today is the end of Kamen Rider Saber. Technically not today, but this is the episode where we talk about it. And and so, uh, continuing with our proud noble tradition, every time we reach the end of a series, we forego a special topic and instead take time to look back and discuss our feelings on the series as a whole. They were they were gonna do this last week, but I didn't want them doing it without me. So I was just like, we could um, I'm here next week. Uh... I think we could have gotten away with it because tech last week was the final episode. But I think it's better that we did it this way because oh, the epilogue does sort of count. Oh, I have some shit to say about the final episode. Oh yeah. Oh man. So today we are talking about Comrade Saber episode forty-eight. Zenkaiger episode 25, and then we're going to get into our retrospective on Comrade Saber as a whole. Oh boy. And so let's get into Saber! So, since you were not here the last couple of weeks, would you like to tell us, Mr. Greyboy, your thoughts on the last few weeks? Um. Well. First off, my first problem with the finale was don't fucking make it look like you're killing off characters when you're not going to kill off characters. Like, literally, they made it look like every single character was going to die. I mean, Toma and Yuri were out of the picture for a fucking year. No, but, like, then, like, Yuri fucking was, like, crawling on his fucking... Yeah, like, he's spelling, spent, going, uh, healing spent everyone. all his energy to heal them. And then he, like, dies? We, it's, like, the third time that's happened to him. He just goes back into his Pokeball. It's literally happened to him at least two other times. Like, I was sad because I was like, oh, Yuri's gone. I'm like, he sacrificed himself so everyone else could live. I'm like, oh, that's really noble. And then just, oh, and a year later, boom, pops out of his sword like nothing happened. I mean, hey, I wouldn't have complained if Yuri had stayed dead, but that's not the way it happened. Well, no, I'm glad he, I'm glad he is alive because he's my favorite writer in this whole show. So <laughs> Psycho is amazing. Um, the whole idea of like, of like doing the reboot the universe thing on the last episode doesn't really work if you also have it be in the last episode where all those characters end up dying because it, it tricks you into not into into being like, like assuming that they're going to come back and then they do also i knew stories was absolutely full of shit when he was like oh no i've always been evil it's like no he he created stories and stuff and then he found the, the great book book of everything and it basically <laughs> the, that's a that's a Stanley reference, if anyone knows that. Yeah. Um, uh, he, but then he, like, found out that, like, oh, all the stories that were in it were already made. And he was just like, oh, I can't be kidding you, everything original. Well, fuck everyone. <laughs> you think he would have read more into that book and, like, saw his inevitable demise? I think he did, and that's why he was all, the world's gonna end. Why should I give a fuck? But it was nice seeing him, like, nice again. Yeah. And stuff. But yeah, I, now that I'm dead, I don't care. I will say the biggest fucking complaint I have. Uh, oh, oh, also that Luna turned to the fucking book. I fucking knew it. I mean, we all knew that. We all saw that coming. I'm, I'm so, so happy that happened. Um, I hate that they just 
became Brave Dragon. Like, yeah. Toei, I don't know what the fuck this kind of new tradition you're doing, but it has to stop right the fucking fuck now. Fucking stop it. I do not want Re Revi to have this awesome fucking, like, new cool stamp of some kind, and then, oh, it looks like Basic Rex. No, you know what it'll be? What's that one fucking dino they made up for the other Jurassic Park film, the Carnosaurus? Oh, the Indominus Rex. It'll, the final form will be Indominus, and it'll just be the, the, the Rex suit. With no, maybe, maybe with a tiny horn. No, 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 it's gonna be, it's gonna be the, the genetically enhanced raptor that uh, is operated with a, with a, with a gun. <laughs> point a gun at someone, and then the raptor targets them. Oh my god! Yeah, endlessly. The um the concept art for Jurassic World, when originally the plot was going to be about human dinosaur hybrids. I mean, that would have been fucking awesome. Oh imagine, a, imagine a post-apocalyptic movie about like Jurassic Park. That'd be awesome. Oh my god! Um, we are getting that. That's what the next Jurassic World movie is. But um, orig the original Jurassic World was. I, I just said original like thirty times. I'm sorry. <laughs> Original. Um, was originally uh, going to be about the military doing experiments with dinosaurs and creating super soldiers that were dinosaur-human hybrids. Yeah. Not far enough that there is concept art online for it, and it has been confirmed to have actually been intended for it. So, so it's, it's the fucking locust. I'm very, war. very glad oh. that is not the direction they went in because that sounds like a parody. <laughs> Spoilers for Gears Five: You find out that the locusts, who are these subterranean fucking life forms, were actually artificially made by the government. So. <laughs> Legit, the locusts were made by us. Oh, we made them. No. We made the very enemies that fucking enslaved us and destroyed fucking half our, uh, half our world. Okay, um, on that <laughs> subject, spoilers for Prometheus and Alien Covenant and stuff Let's like that. Let's just spoil all the movies. <laughs> the xenomorphs were so cool because they were mysterious. We didn't know where they came from. Knowing that they were made by an android who was butthurt does what? not... What? It makes them not cool anymore. Yeah, yeah no, the aliens were made by a robot. Yeah, uh, an android. Uh, basically, the whole the whole alien franchise is about not playing God now. Yeah, I love how you're talking about these. Originally, what it was originally about was here's an advanced life form that's like completely ununderstandable by humans. It's like the perfect killing machine. But now it was. It turns out it was manufactured by an android who was upset to be the perfect killing machine. Which, I don't know. I know that that's canon and that's what actually happened, but I think that it does take a bit of the mystique out of the xenomorph being like a evolved perfect killing machine. Yeah. I love that you're talking about all these unsatisfying revelations behind all these amazing cinematic mysteries. Meanwhile, I'm over here finishing Danganronpa 3, which was 26 solid episodes of absolute satisfaction. There you go. Uh, anyways. You are, you are apparently in the minority there. A lot of people did not like it, and I'm very glad you did. Because everything I've heard about it, it sounds fine. So I don't understand why it's, you wouldn't... It was so good! It answered so much! And it, it was so nice. And then that there were a couple episodes that made me want to rip my eyes out. Just because of the core? Yep. Uh, anyway, anyways, so back, back to Sabres, so... Um, yeah. That's okay, we were talking about dinosaurs, I still so. really like Prometheus and Covenant, I just... It's just a weird... Not where I expected the alien universe to go. That doesn't yeah. mean it's bad, it's just not what it seemed like they were going for originally. Yeah. Alright, so uh, any more so, thoughts on... Yeah, so the final thing that really, really fucking pissed me off. I will say, though, May in the finale was much. She was amazing. Also, I'm sorry for that. calling David butthurt. That was me. That's okay. I couldn't think um, of a better word. My, my biggest complaint, though, was just, like, Toma, Toma's sacrifice was very awesome, and I 
like I, I, I honestly forgot that it's like a year later because like it doesn't really it just it just happens. Yeah. It's like a year later, and then like he just oh he just comes back. It's because he finished his book. No, but that wasn't the point. He wasn't supposed to like finish a book or anything. He was supposed to stay in Wonderworld so, no, he, but the, so the world's doesn't go to shit. He pulled an anime protagonist. He used his own inner skills, writing novels, writing stories, to create a secret ending. He unlocked the true ending by writing it. What the fuck ever. I'm still pissed about how he re managed to regenerate the world at, at all. No, but then that's the thing. Like, it I it just shows all these clips of everyone like, I like this book. I like this book. And then world's fixed. Yeah, no, they should. What they should have done was they should have made it that Toma had to make the ultimate sacrifice to make sure that like while he's in stays in Wonderworld, our world's fine. That's that was the, that's that was the situation that was posited to us. No, but that should have would have been it should have been and Toma should have just stayed there and then until like the Saber Revice crossover film, like they find some MacGuffin that like like retcons and okay, you know what, back. you know what, make I, a sacrifice genuine. You know what, I actually agree with you. Now that I think about it, having him stay in Wonderworld until the next film. Would have been a really good idea, I think. I yeah, think I honestly agree with you because it's knowing that he is there and even, but he just can't go back to everybody. And like imagine that he's doing his job. It's, it that have some weight to it. It it makes it a beautifully bittersweet ending. And like kind of kind of like what Blade did. Yeah, and like imagine imagine like Kento, you know, he's so he's so like he he knows Toma had to make the sacrifice, but he just feels so. You know, he, he knows he had to do it, and then he takes up he takes up the uh, the Rekka, and oh. like for Toma for like the time being, he 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 takes up the mantle of Saber until he knows Toma's going to come back. No, Jerry in our chat just gave me the perfect idea. You know how it should have ended? Mm -hmm. Toma should have been the new Tassel. That's that's. And it ends with him being like, "Production, Toma." Like he wouldn't be all no. Catchphrase. He wouldn't be all extra about it, but like just him like smiling just, at the camera, like one like Just think of it. Like Tassel, Tassel was just the caretaker. Yeah. He was the caretaker of this beautiful mystical yeah. world. And now it's Toma. And like, I I gotta say, like I I know this is probably better saved for like the the retrospective, but like they should have gone to Wonderworld, like. Yes. Period. Way more. Like, the, the end of the fucking show should have been, like, the last five episodes should have been in Wonder Woman. It should have been just like Digimon Tamers, where they go to the digital world. Like, Luna's dying in our world, and so they realize, oh, if we if we go to Wonder World, we can we can preserve her exactly. her life force, and she can stay alive. So they go to Wonder World, but then they realize, like, story, because, like, stories can do more damage by destroying Wonder World, and then they realize Toma, like, they, they have a chance to get back, but Toma has to stay behind for them to, like, Make sure that Wonder World doesn't get destroyed and, and our world safe. And I think they could have like kept cost because like I think they didn't do that because they would have like being in Wonder World would have been too budget intensive. Yeah. But what I think they could have done is have half the because there were so many fucking writers have half the team go to Wonder World and the other half stay behind to defend Earth. Exactly. That's why you should. Then we could have gotten stories on both sides. It should have been Logos and fucking Storius teaming up, and like you have you have Logos fighting in the real world, Storius fighting in Wonder World. So you have like. Uh, a spot of blades and saber fighting Storius, and then you have all the other riders fighting Master Logos because he got the complete uh, tome. That would have been so cool, and it would have been a fucking awesome epic fight. And then just mm, like 
And then like Thomas because Thomas so so pure hearted of a protagonist, he he you know he would make the willing sacrifice to fucking save. We could have had a really awesome scene where like the two final battles are happening at the same time and the barrier between worlds is breaking. Exactly. And then oh, they yeah, all like they all yeah. They all throw their final attacks at the same time. Maybe even have like Story of Springs logos back to life as like a like a mindless zombie to like have them fight. Like he he it should have been it should have been fucking Solomon teaming up with the four sages against the other saber riders. No, you know what it was? You know what should have happened? Like as everyone's fighting, the barrier between worlds is breaking. Storius realizes he's losing. He then sucks everyone into some sort of halfway dimension between worlds yep. and absorbs Logos and becomes Kamen Rider Storius. And then everyone groups up for the final fight. Exactly. Oh, man. See? My JRPG brain knows what to do with this story. <laughs> so, Blaze, I don't, don't, don't spoil yeah. anything, but how is Shang-Chi? I'm seeing it tomorrow in yeah, VIP. I'm probably going to see it next week. So It was good? It was good. 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 All right. Any more thoughts on the previous episode? Uh, no. The, I I got what I needed to say. The, the finale it was very sweet. Yeah. It was it was awesome, but I just feel like they rushed the whole Toma coming back like a bit too too yeah. much. They should have just kept if, them. If anything, if really. anything, they should have just saved that for this episode. At least make us wait a week. No, but you know what? I think it would have been way more enjoyable. For Toma not being in this episode, and it's the other Saber Riders who have to deal with Revive Vice. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, Toma doesn't get to meet them until the crossover. The crossover. Yeah. It just, no, oh, I just think that would have been better. But anyways, yeah, so we get a staycation for them, which was actually kind of adorable. The guild's on staycation. <laughs> Sophia's even chilling out on a fucking lawn chair with sunglasses. It's got a drink, and I'm like, and like Yuri's just like, Yuri's drinking like a eating like a snow cone, and he just like keeps getting like a brain freeze. And and also he he can't handle the he can't handle the light. Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Emily. I just said there were like inflatable animals everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny that he kept getting brain freeze because I had that exact same sensation today, where like I bought an ice cap like before I uh, like took the train to Toronto, and like every sip I kept taking, I kept getting a more and more intense brain freeze, where I actually had to throw my ice cap out because I didn't want to keep experiencing it. It was really bugging me. That sucks. So, uh, but yeah, uh, let, let's get into the the elephant in the room. The one thing that we've been waiting for this whole series was was the the May Rintaro ship. My boy, but they messed that up. My boy tripped over the finish line. Like we were so close. Like in the end, we 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 got it. There are a couple. They're an item. Sorry. Go ahead, Emily. We keep over. They might have gotten beaten up, by, beaten out by the brother. Yeah, they just pulled Ryoga suddenly having a thing for May out of their. Randall has feelings for May for some goddamn reason. That came out of nowhere. Breakup being like fired up and pissed off is funny. <laughs> sure. Remember when she used to be a stone cold bitch? We'll talk about her when we get into the retrospective. <laughs> She's very oh, sweet. Yeah. I think they did everything they possibly could to imply that they became a couple without actually having the conversation. They have matching clothes. They have matching clothes in the end, and I'm just floored to see Rintaro wear normal clothes. Yeah. We've only ever seen him, like, his uniform on, him shirtless, him in a suit. No, she, Reika doesn't have him a jean because she's in another dimension. 
Yeah, the, the actor's the fan of the genie. Yeah. Um, so apparently Ren just decided to fuck off and go on a sword swinging journey. And we just get a quick cut to him shirtless doing some sword play. And I, I will say Ren's actor's pretty fucking ripped. Like, I my god. I oh, I, know, I noticed. I didn't need to see that pasty ass chest. Yeah, he had an A-pack. He was shredded. His untrimmed chest. <laughs> Kenzan was shredded. And then, and then what happens when Ren comes back to the, the, the guild? I'm gonna go on another soul searching journey. That's nice, Ren. Go ahead. You're the kind of guy who overgrinds in RPGs. <laughs> He's like the overcocky fucking player. Yeah. Like when you got like he like he joins like a role playing server and he just doesn't take it seriously. Like, no, he's no, he's the kind of guy who would join a role playing server and then try and like be as powerful as possible. I have, the power, I have all the powers I want. Yeah. <laughs> I I grind for five hours off screen and level up. Before we start? Oh yeah, no, Durandal fucking smiling is a thousand dead puppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... A thousand dead puppies? It's a Kaiba bridge joke. Yeah, every time Kaiba smiled in Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge, like, it was just like a hundred dead puppies. <laughs> I, for, I don't... That's recall. how cursed it was. It was a meme. This is a meme. So anyway, um... The Ryoga and Reika walk in in the middle of the staycation, and Ryoga challenges Rentaro to battle. And when Rintaro kicks his ass, as he damn well should, it's implied that Rintaro is going to be the new Master Logos. Which, yes, duh. Yeah, no, that makes sense. No shit. But of he's course, the first, he's the most dedicated to the guild. Of course, he's more important to lead it. But of course, Rintaro is the ultimate good boy and decides that there will no longer be a Master Logos. There will be now be a Council of Logos. The Council Thor. So Rintaro, Ryoga. Uh, Sophie or Sophia and Yuri, and yeah, they all formed the, the the four warriors of light. I mean, the the, the council of logos. And then like Yuri's like Yuri's like Victor Bacht, thank you. And I'm just like, all right, Tassel's dead. Just like, are you watching Victor Bahato? You dead fucks. I, I was, it was like, a good Tassel's idea to have it be a council though. I outlived you all. We are the council of, of swords. <laughs> <laughs> And thus, the Republic of Logos was born. <laughs> Apparently, there are other ride books out in the world that haven't been collected yet, so that's why Sophia says we're going to keep operating. Maybe Siren's one of those books. I guess. Yeah, one's from the, from the new movie, I guess. Um, and then Ogami is retiring to focus on fathering, and Daishinji is going back to crafting. <laughs> Making more swords. Yeah, he says he wants to make a new Seiken. That's exciting. Maybe that'll be the new one. Maybe there'll be a new one in the movie. Maybe that he. Be... Maybe he's the one who makes the the Ikazuchi upgrade. Maybe. That would make sense. Yeah. Spider's just catcher's just like oh, power over the fuck. <laughs> also, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quickly get into this because like I talked about this with Ichi, so when we were watching the episode, so I we got a lot of Ko Toma and Kento. Chilling, hanging out together as bros. I, was, I believe the ship is called Kentoma. <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> I hey, quick! It. Someone, someone fused both Saber and Spada's suits together. You mean you mean that one time Saber used Alangina? Yeah, oh, that was great. That already exists. Um, no, but I want like half Saber, half a Spada. Oh. Um. Anyways, so I could I could shoot that up. Yeah. Um. Anyways, honestly, I love seeing their their friendship. 
and stuff in this episode so much that yep. it made me think Kento should have been the secondary writer. Mm. It, it should have been like not not saying he should have been Blades. I'm just saying that because no, I, I think bec- I think he had the most story progression because he was the tertiary writer. All the tertiary writers get the most plot. No, but I just I feel like he should have been the secondary because like it just like because we thought Tom and Rintaro was going to have this like great friendship and then it was like. No, they just had I, really huge mutual respect for each other. I will say, Toma and Rintaro didn't have as much interaction as I was hoping yeah, they for. Were just, they were just, um, freaking, what's the term? Work, work colleagues? No, uh, something in arms. Comrades in arms? Oh, comrades in arms. They were yeah. just, like, very well respected. They were Nakama. Comrades. Yeah. But, like, it's just, every time, like, I saw, like, him with Kento, it was just, like, it was just so, and that, that's why, like, like, Kento dying, like, especially if he was a secondary writer, Kento dying, coming back as Caliber and being, like, not evil, but, like, anti-hero-ish. Yeah. Like, it just would have been more impactful for Toma in the story. I mean, I they think. were childhood friends. So. Exactly. And that's why I feel like that would have been such a good way for the show to, like, go through its story with having, like, the first, the main and secondary writers being old childhood friends. And it just makes the... The, the the main and secondary rider dynamic way more intense and emotional, you know, because you didn't get that with Rintaro, but you got that with Kento. Yeah, so I, I, don't just, know. I, I feel like Kento should have been the secondary. So. so the other plot in this episode is our preview for Revice. The Bata Vice stamp gets used by one of these three children that we meet. And I gotta fucking say, throughout this episode, sometimes you just hear. Bata! And then they just scared the crap out of me. Yeah, every time the Bata dead man, I guess it's called, showed up. It was weird and angular, and I guess all those monsters no, are going to have that kind of aesthetic. It was basically a giant grasshopper on a pair of human legs. I was with legs sticking out. It was just legs sticking out of a grasshopper. It was real weirdly proportioned. Yeah. So, but I think that's the whole point of dead, deadmans. Yeah. I wasn't expecting vice farting to be a thing. Yeah. No. Okay. I have to get into that. I have to get into vice. Vice. Vice is amazing. I love him. He's like. He's like a dirtier. He's like a. He's like a like. Momotaros is like is like G P G rated. Vice is fourteen (laughs) A. You know what? That's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, he's, he's Vice is the 14A Momotaros. Because, like, Momotaros would... Farts, that makes him 14A? He, yeah, he farts, he comes out of fucking uh, Iki's ear and nose and stuff. His ear first, and then his fucking mouth. And then it, like, actually muffled his speech when he was talking with them in his mouth. Like... Our- Alright, I'm getting into this. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. I hate no. that Vice is such an asshole. No, pa- partially, literally. I hate that he farts. I hate that he sticks out of Iki's fucking face. <laughs> no, I love their dynamic. Their- I hate it. No, I love it. It's it's Every such time an. Every hear Iki's name, I'm gonna think about Metaba. Yeah, right. Because like again, I've been I've been I've been talking about this like ever since like Revice was like announced and when we learned what 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 they were gonna be. I love that they're just they're a pair. Like you're not gonna have one without the other. I just and want Vice to be dumbed over by Metaba now. <laughs> you call me a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Make almost too much sense. Oh man. Uh but just like There's your shop. I love I love that they're uh see that's that's gorgeous. Look at that. Yep. That's that's really good. Um but just like I like that they're 
like they make up one common rider, and that's why like you you'll like. Uh, 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 this, I will this, say. This is the biggest point say. example. So, like, Toei released this official image of, like, all the riders from Showa to, to now. And I just love it. The very center, there's Revive, but there's Vice as well because they're they're two in one. Because it's Kamen Rider Revice. It's a double. It's a two package deal. And, like. Double was two for one, and, and Revice is two in one. Yeah, so. That's why, like, oh, I... rather the other way. I meant, I meant the other way around. And that's why I'm really hoping that when they release the SH figure arts of Revine Vice, it is the two-pack. I, I, I could see them and, doing that. And it'll make I mean, me furious I mean, and very upset if, like, Revise is a, a standalone retail release and then Vice is a fucking premium band that, that would like, be a Tomashi dick, Web exclusive. That would be a dick move. That'll but, piss me off. That's... that's Badly imagine them doing that, but I really hope they don't. Let's remember that when they put out figure arts of Exaid, they they initially released Exaid, Brave, and Snipe as a three pack. Yeah, because those are the yeah. But it just I, I already from like this little bit we got like Vice just like fucking runs in and he like jumps, leaps in the air trying to get the monster and like you know he collapses and then he farts and stuff and then just revive just fucking runs in there. And like jumps over and you don't think he's gonna get him, but then he knocks Vice over and he climbs on top of him. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He's like, "Hey, get the fuck up!" He's like, "No, you're being fucking stupid right now. We gotta fucking do get to work." He's I will like, say, stop fucking lying to me. There, there's a the monster. Yeah, there's a monster. Okay, fine, you're not lying, but like, it's just, it's it's so wow. fun. I will it's say, so fun. I will say, the antics of Revi just giving Vice an absolute fucking shit kicking, I enjoyed, and I hope there's a lot of that. Because we Vice fucking deserves it. The movie, because this is what I've heard Venom is like. Yeah. Yeah. No, we found out that the Venom. <laughs> Icky, you're a loser. We found out Venom's uh, two is going to be uh, PG thirteen, so it won't be as hooray. It'll be gruesome for you. It's like gonna be like Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I like that picture of uh, Vice like up there. It's just like he peels eyes peeled, and how cool I am. And I'm yeah. just like, no, he, he's he's great. I, I love it. I love that at one point Iggy just casually drops the line. Everyone has a demon in their heart. And I'm just like, oh yeah, what? we already got a preview, so only only Iki can see Vice yeah. as a ghost. And I I think in the show, that's going to be fucking hilarious, because it's just going to make him look like he's fucking crazy. Especially when he sticks out of his fucking mouth! So to everyone oh. else, is he just going to sound like he's got something in his mouth? But he yeah, doesn't... as we saw in this episode, whenever Vice comes out of his mouth, Iki's just going to be oh. staring up at nothing, going, what the fuck are you doing? Get back in here! I hope he comes out of his butt one time. Oh! He's totally going to! Yeah, no, I'm, I'm expecting that. Ah! <laughs> what, what did you say? I said I hope he comes out of his butt at one point. Uh, no! Ah! Uh, I, 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 like, literally, from watching, seeing the preview of these two, I'm so goddamn excited for the show. It's gonna oh! be so, so wacky, so fun. Also, we get introduced to another great character, George, the uh, the creator of the Revice system. The writer weeb. That he has these adorable little keychains of the other Rewa riders. And he's got yeah, stickers of all, all the full the riders on his phone and a fucking selfie stick. Yeah, his name's George. <laughs> yeah, there he is. He's got a selfie stick with a with a phone case that has riders on them and he's just like really obsessed and he goes like nice. So so you were you were you were asking the question that I think needs to be asked. So wait, if the shows are crossing over and in Revice, all of the writers are TV shows, then what the fuck with the Saber being real? Maybe, maybe Saber doesn't count. Maybe it ended zero one. <laughs> but he's got plushies of zero one and Saber! Yeah, I don't 
No. I, I don't know. know. Maybe it's just a weird fucking... Maybe this forward. episode is not canon to Revise. And this is just like their world's version of Revise. I don't know. Maybe. A dream, maybe? Like, George wakes up and he's like, I had a dream about Saber. That, that's my favorite. I love that just, like, the developer of this, this system and stuff is just named George. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because it's an easy name to remember, right? Like, he has, like, a Japanese last name, obviously, but just his name, his first name is George. But no, like, from what I've seen of, of Revi and Vice and, like, Icky and Vice, whatever like that, like, in this, I'm just, I'm excited. <laughs> they're going to be I'm such not. A, they're going to be such a fun pair. It's going to be great to see them on screen. I, I can't wait for the episode where, like, one of them has an argument with the other and then, like, they get separated and, like, Icky can't transform without Vice. Because, like, you know he needs them to do it. I don't know about that. Mm, I don't know. I can see he, him he becoming... Go, he, go, he goes back in him and stuff when he, uh... I could see him becoming revived without Vice. Well, it, it's like it, it, it's like Deno situation, kind of like where like he, he can he can use the other four weapon forms, but like he just doesn't have the, the combat to do it, you know. So mm, I don't know. I don't know, and, but yeah, I'm just fucking stoked. And like, yeah, we get the, we get these three these three friends, two guys and a girl who are like hanging out together. Oh, look at the next generation of oh, Kentoma Luna. Kentoma Luna. Kento. I love I love that when she finally runs into the two of them, she just like fucking kicks their asses. No, I like that uh, two of them like fucking f- fan fanboy and fangirl over Toma because they're like, oh my god, I loved your book. Oh my god, it's coming out of Sensei. Because like you know, May promoted the fuck out of Toma's book. Yeah, and it sold really well apparently. Oh, I also love that. Like, so the reason these three kids are having an argument is the one kid who plays soccer is like going overseas. So, but they had agreed to meet up at like the promise tree because where the fuck else is there to meet in this series? But like the the soccer kid is like, nah, I'm not gonna bother. It's too painful. And I just like cue Toma in behind him, his eyes flashing red. Did I just hear someone not fulfilling a promise over here? <laughs> <laughs> you I don't. Bastard? I don't fucking think so. They kind of dropped that whole promise thing near the end of the show. Honestly, yeah, I noticed. I wanted more well, of that. This episode. No, I would have loved to see more of that. Like every time he meets another person, they they have a problem that with that related to not fulfilling a promise, and Toma goes, "Fucking knock that shit off." <laughs> um, but yeah, like there was there wasn't much else to go on this episode. It was mostly just like, oh, here's Ryan Vice, and then Vice is like. Oh, you can see us debut next week. We're gonna be fucking awesome. We're working. I also like that Kento's decided to work at Toma's bookstore. That was cool. That was very sweet. And I'm like, now I just want to see in like the Saber crossover movie, just like Kento and Toma working in the bookstore. Yeah. Also, yeah, Yuri could see Vice, and then he killed him with his light. Well, yeah, and then he was like, like, just kidding. Just kidding. Fuck you. Keep watching the show. Coming out next week. Yeah. So yeah, no. Revive Vice, like, I don't know, like, in terms of, like, March, I'm not going to say I'm all in for it, but, like, for, for watching you, the show. Let's I'm, see. I'm you bought the driver. You bought the Megalodon stamp. You're buying the phone gun. I'd say you're pretty into the merch. Well, I need to get the holders. And the holder. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, I'm not buying Rider merch anymore. I don't have room for it. <laughs> I'll find room for it. You should see my, my, my dresser. It's just covered in, like, toku toys I've bought in the past, like, three months. So what you do is get one of those tiny shelving units from Ikea and put it on top. That way you have more room. There you go. It's true. 
That way you can buy more. I mean, when Kelly and I get our own place, she's <laughs> promised that I'll, I get my own like room to like put the museum. All my stuff in. Yeah, well, like it's gonna be a big room for like my entire collection and my gaming room area. So cool. yeah, it's gonna be sweet. But no, I'm I'm 100 all in for all for Revice. I can't wait. It's gonna be a fun ass show. Yeah. Just I think Revive Vice is exactly like what we've been needing. I don't know. Fun, I just, fun rider I just passively said, yeah, agreeing with you, even though I'm completely opposite. I'm not looking forward to it. I hope you turn around, man. Maybe one of the secondary riders will be cool, but until then, I'm just going to be dragging through this show. Uh, but, you, I mean, like, like... You like humor. I, so like, I think it feel like if the humor's really good, then you'll enjoy the humor. Maybe the show will make up for it with its humor the way Zenkaiger kind of is. Fuck that... Well, let's let's get into Zenkaiju then. Sure. Shades of Zenkai. Usually we go. I sh I completely forgot we were gonna do Zenkaiju first and then oh, do yeah, Saber and then the Ripper. Fuck it, we're changing up. Zenkaiju time. Woo! All right. So before we get into this week's episode, what did you think of the last couple? Um. Okay. First off, the Stacy uh, Kaito duel was fantastic. That was a really well written episode. I really liked that scene where like Kaito and uh, Zuran were like sitting at a ramen cart and they were just kind of like was talking nice. seriously that was very nice because like Zoran's not I wouldn't say that he's like a father figure for Kaido he's just more of like, big a, brother. like a big brother who's just looking out for him it's a cool brother yeah and, and like I just I wish because the duel between Kaido and Stacy was super fucking great I loved it but then they had interrupted by him being a cheating fucking bastard, summoning two separate Sentai teams and having Zox and the other Sentai just fucking fight too and I'm like no it's it's not these two. We'll, we'll probably have another duel later. Um, and then the beach episode. My God, fucking fantastic, fun as hell. That was the funnest thing Kaiju episode I've ever seen. It was just it was a vacation. Put the entire world on vacation. But then I saw them well, launch fireworks. That was like, wait, who's launching those fireworks? That's not fun. That's, That's work. Like, who, if they're not, if, if the fireworks people are on vacation, then who's doing that? I liked the buff ass fucking mook. That was hilarious. Yep. And just, I love the, uh, like, what, what's his name? Bokuatsu, whatever? Bokuatsu? Like, yeah, the, well, the, the big the, the big general. Yeah. Oh, Barashitara. Yeah, Barashitara. He's, the reason he's mad is because he didn't go on vacation first because he's the higher up. Yep. So. That was funny. Seeing the giant in the, the bikini, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. It just... It, it was just... It was fun. <laughs> it was super fun. I love even, like, the general came down. He's just like, what the fuck's going on here? And then you see him vacationing, too. Yeah. It's just like, whatever. And then the best... The best thing was, like, during the opening where they, like, you have the shot the of them. And the shop is just empty. I love it. And then the airlord roll call. That was, there was no reason for me. that. I knew that you were going to love that. fucking killed me. I just kept progressively going just more. <laughs> I wish Stacy was in it because they were going to go in like a dark <laughs> dare whore. <laughs> oh, that would have been so good. Fucking. Like I'm, I'm smiling. I'm, I'm hurting. My face hurts from smiling so much just because the beach episode was just a blast. It yeah. was so like Zenkaiger. accidentally said Vuvuzelas when I meant air horns. <laughs> like I will say, in terms of like, this show's been fun, but like, it hasn't been as funny as Kira Major was because Kira yeah. Major was just funny. The like, thing is, Kira Major was funny and excellent. Yeah, the Mabushina drunk episode just top 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 comedy. It's, no, nothing beats her slamming her fucking head into that desk. I still think it's the funniest episode of any Tokusatsu I've ever seen. It was so good. 
But but saying kaiju's just been it like I I I, I get we want plot, but I, I just feel like as it, it's just a show it's been fun. And you know what? That's kinda what I want. That's kind of what we need right now when we're in this pandemic. Is like we need we need fun. Yeah. Because like remember, Forza was supposed to be a a serious fucking show for the 40th anniversary, and then the earthquake and tsunami happened, and so then they turned it into a fun, happy-go-lucky. Turn show up the jams to make everyone happier and feel good. So like, I, I just like I think people are expecting too much serious now, and like I was honestly the same way too for a while. But now I just kind of want fun, fun in my Toku. There's room right for now. both. As I've always said, my favorite thing about Tokusatsu is its juxtaposition between its seriousness and its hilarity. I well, think like, that it... Revice has a lot of promise. And yeah. I think this Zenkaidra has been just great. I just... But, but yeah, the last two episodes of Zenkaidra were just, like, really fucking great. And, like, this one... This one was a recap episode. It was excuse This whole fucking shit... Was the flimsiest pretext possible for a goddamn recap episode? <laughs> I, mean, I am I livid. How I they even say it's not the flimsiest I've ever seen? Excuse me. How they did it was pretty clever. I gotta admit, they like go back they, in time. They couldn't even be asked to create a new monster. They composited High Noon World and Retro World into fucking Sundial World. Sundial World. Game of cool they kid-bashed a monster for a recap episode! But I'm, I'm gonna say this, Emily, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that you were very happy to see this, but, but Set-Chan was the hero of the day in the end of the day. <laughs> it was nice to see that, especially since I was very afraid because of the controversy of his voice actor that they'd end up getting rid of him. Oh, you- that's Gege. Set-Chan's the like, red I bird. Was like, oh god. No, we're talking about the red bird, Set-Chan. Oh, we're talking. Oh, oh, yeah. It's Gege, who's who's voice actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I now. I was just sort of put on the spot here. Now I feel really embarrassed. Well, okay. no, I'm just saying. I, 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 I like to think you were happy that Sechan, like the Red Bird, was really happy. Like was like the hero at the end of the day. I, I was. I just feel bad because I thought that it was Sechan's voice actor that was the pro that was the. Problem, no, no, it was so. the evil bird. It was the evil bird. Yeah, who I still think might end up being really important. Yes. Oh no! And like I, I was saying, an extra. If he's important enough to be recast. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. Like in in, in his uh, like his new in extra, I was saying that his new voice actor, like actually, I like it better because he sounds more like sinister and diabolical. I think I that really works for him. Explain that in in universe, like probably know, not. Like a voice chip problem. I think I think the new actor is trying to sound like the old one. Yeah. And so they're just gonna ignore it. Also, I noticed apparently that. Uh, Stacy's nickname is the the Cyborg Prince. I, I, I saw, guess I saw that somewhere. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So I guess Stacy the Cyborg Prince. Stacy's a cyborg. I so. mean, he's the son of the boss, and he's half robot. So yeah, that's true. Well, I guess he general. is the Cyborg Prince. Yeah. Um. So basically, what this episode does, it's it's literally Zenkaiger two. <laughs> We've had Tokyuger two. <gasps> it's like we had the guys get gathered, but it was so quick and rushed that it didn't have the impact it did when they were gathered originally. But I guess that's kind of the point. Excellent news! My revised driver just shipped just nice. now, nice. so I'll be getting it by the stamp. That one is shipped early as the fifteenth of September, apparently, but it'll probably be earlier than that. Probably sometime next week. Cool. <laughs> so I will as soon as I get it, and when I can go back on Cast Ranger, then I will bring it. 
So Sundial World, his plan is to go back in time and stop the Zenkaidras from ever becoming a thing. And holy hell, does he fuck that up oh, royal. It's, it's like, I love it. He, he Complete goes, and under failure. So well, yeah, like he go, he, he goes to Ijerude or whatever like that, and tells him like, yeah, I'm from the future and stuff. And he's like, he's like, if you have time traveling abilities, why would you give it to a fucking lame ass soldier like you? Time travel, get that shit out of here! Fuck out of here! And then he goes to tell like Stacy, and Stacy's just like, you're stupid. Go away, and shoots him. <laughs> All his bosses won't listen to him, and so he just has to live through the entire 25 episode timeline. <laughs> Trying to talk to them and getting shit kicked. Yeah, and like Sechan, uh, like he has Sechan kidnapped, so he has him like locked and like yep. he keeps like, and then he meets up with the other Sechan and they actually like tag team and like fucking defeat him. Yo, that fucking sequence looked like they were about to DNA Digivolve. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. That looked like they were going to DNA Digivolve. <laughs> Yo, I want to see double, I want to see giant Sechan. Super Sechan. Yo, Sechan Zord? When? Maybe in the final Zord. That'd be cool. That would be cool sick. If he was part of it somehow. Yeah, come like on. he just turns into giant wings on the back of Zenkayo. Oh, I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention one thing about the beach episode. Uh-huh. Flint looked really adorable in Puffin Baby Suit. Sure. Um. Anyways, also I like that Zox had his hair gel back. Yeah. Some clothes. Also, we got we got the Zox song again. We did you. Oh boy, because that's oh, what I wanted to hear. Why don't you oh want God. to hear the Zox song? I don't like. He doesn't it. like Zox's song. I do. I, I love the entire Gold Tweaker. I, I will say the fucking theme song for Super Z- Super Zen Kaiser has been like in my brain nonstop. It's pretty good. It's real good. I love the moment where like they time freeze Flint and she's just like standing there with this fucking smirk on her face. Yeah. It's kind of creepy sometimes. A little bit, and then and then the next shot. She's clearly not standing still at all. She's trying, but she's just really bad at it. You know why? It's because it's because she has a very big, like, big smile. And she has, Thank God you said smile. She has a big smile <laughs> and then very bushy eyebrows. Yeah. Very bushy eyebrows, I've noticed. Uh, but yeah, and then so, yeah, he lives through the 25 episodes of the show. Everything happens exactly as it did. But then Seichan warns the Zenkaijus about him coming up, so like, apparently since like day one, so like, yeah. they, they knew to expect him eventually. I just love, like, <laughs> oh no, the Zenkaijus have let their guard down, and you just see them all lying about just like passively shooting at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there he is! This was a weird episode. Yeah. And then they use the Zoo Ranger gear and do battle attack, and then the monster dies, and there's no sword fight. Because, <laughs> nope. like, this episode didn't put any effort in. Why should anyone else? Yep. <laughs> and we got we got the scene again where, like, Gowan, like, takes off the mushroom to, like, get ready to fight, and then just... <laughs> yeah. The mushroom pops up. That's some Junko Enoshima shit. So there wasn't much that happened. It was a recap episode, so... Like, it, it still was funny. <laughs> Next week is Stacey Caesar's power-up and the Black Zeragon. I Honestly, the more Stacy we get, the better. Yes. I like Stacy a agree. lot. Stacey's great. Stacy and Jiren are honestly the two best characters in the show. They're the only ones I don't hate. Oh. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, Chan's fine. Yeah, Gowan's still my least favorite. I hate that fucker. <laughs> Racist bastard. There's that. Yeah. Very not like his own kind. All right, I guess let's go back to Saber. Whip! All right. 
Common Rider Saber. Well, you gotta talk last because I know you have the most to say. Sure. So. Emily, what did you think of Saber? <laughs> um, that's a pretty big question. Do you need um, time to think on it? Because I can go first if you want. It's it's okay. I I've been trying to think about it for the episode all day. Yeah, we can talk about the show as a whole, how the story progressed, your thoughts on all the main characters, the villains, suit designs. Shouldn't we go like in order, like a, like categories then? Yeah, that's probably best. Okay, so what's the first category? I guess story. I really, really like the message of Saber and the general idea of Saber about the power of stories and all of that, but I feel like the actual show sort of dragged on a bit. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, like, there was a lot of loose ends that were never really tied up. Um... It felt like there were too many main characters again, which I know happens a lot in Kamen Rider. Yeah, every few shows. They probably should have had it be just like three or four. I don't know. I, I, I always like having more options to choose from. Problem is that that means that there will inevitably be people who are left, left by the wayside and not get enough development. Just For me, it was just like, like overall for Saber for me, it, it was just it was okay, because, like, I wasn't really hyped about the theme to begin with. Because, like, when we found out it was about, like, swordsmen and, like, books and stuff like that, I was yeah. like, because eh, like, I saw, I I was honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be always straight honest about this, I was more excited watching you enjoy it. Because, <laughs> I like, I, I saw you... I excited whenever you were excited. Because I saw you blow up for Blades, and, like, when you saw Blades... Blow, I, 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 I was, blow up for Blades! Like, I was, I was, I was sitting there, and I actually thought this to myself, I'm like, I would love if Blades ended up becoming a few all-time favorite common writer. And then, you, the day you said it, I was just like, yes! <laughs> I've got Nagare right next you to have, right you right now. Well, pretty much almost every single piece of Blades more possible. You have his fucking one-to-one -one scale Seiken coming in. Yep. So that's exciting. That's awesome. Can't wait for you to mount that on your fucking wall behind you. That's I might just like put like a big shelf and put all the blade shit up there. Fucking do it. Um, and I just yeah, I was more excited watching you enjoy it, and so like that's why like when it like teetered a bit, like you were a bit upset, yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm like oh, yeah. I wanted this show to be good for you. Felt like it was dragging. I thought like Ichi really loves this season. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's very sweet of you guys. Yeah, well, legitimately, like, just it was great seeing you love it so much. Yeah, I love love watching you enjoy the show, um, and just so for me, I'm just like, eh, I feel like it could have been a bit more serious because, like, I've already like throughout the show, I've talked about how it could have been so much better, and like, like, like they could have implemented Master Logo so much better. They could have done like an Eisen thing with them, and it would have been so much better. Having be this really well loved, trusting fucking ally, and then he just betrays all of them near the end and it would have been just more impactful. So I, I just feel like they should have it should have been more impactful. It should have been kind of took in some pages from Gaim, I think, where they should have killed off some characters. Like yeah. he made the joke that like, oh, Buster's gonna be the first one to fucking die. I'm not kidding. I actually wanted him to. I wanted Kenzon to be killed whoa, by Kento whoa, when he was whoa. caliber because I feel like that just would have been more impactful. I'm sorry. Just like when it comes to a show like this, I feel like death would have been a nice addition to like 
making the story go on. I know it does. I know it does. Dramatically speaking. Yeah. So like, I I, that's what you mean, but it's just so, like, I'd like people to die. I'd like some death. Please. Yeah. So like maybe when Buster got turned to stone, like, you know, like something happened. There were so and, many fake outs. Like, like, a, like, a, like a Hisatsu goes wrong and he accidentally shatters Ogami in the process. And then he just doesn't come back. And then you see, like, Toma handing Sora, Sora his sword, his Seiken. Maybe instead of death, he could end up with a disability, like, losing his arm. I feel like, like he, can't, he can't be a rider anymore. I feel like they could have yeah. gotten away with him just being trapped in stone for the rest of the show. He's not dead, but he's not coming back. Yeah. And, like, you see Sora, like, a scene where, like, Sora, like, looks up at him, like, he comes by every day to, like, look at his dad and, like, holds his hand. And he's just like, he's like, I hope you come back soon, Dad. Like, and then he could have come back in the finale or in the movie. Yeah, it did like the teary tear thing where yeah. a tear drops on him, and then the Pokemon. magic, the, the magic the power of love brings him back. I was gonna say, back. Yeah, Pokemon sure, movie. why the fuck not? <laughs> it was, you know what made us all cry, like cry some hell yeah, yeah, some yeah. movies. So, but just yeah, so like I just the story for me, I feel like could have been a bit more serious, you know, and it just like I don't know, I just I, I felt like it was a bit all over the place and they tried to like give characters enough screen time but like there was just too many characters i think because like that's the because like i always say the reason drive worked so well was because there were only three riders but then it had all these other side characters who like did minuscule things but they they made such a huge impact and left such a huge impact on the show every time someone says that saber had too many characters my counterpoint is always gaim that show had plenty of characters, and I think many of them had significant character development. They died. Yeah, I <laughs> and yes, and yes, some of them dying does contribute. So that's why, like, I was pissed off with like the final battle because, like, they just they 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 did all these like fake outs, and I'm like, they're like either kill them or don't. <laughs> either shit or get off the pot. Yeah. Um, so that, that's for me. I feel like the story could have been a, a lot better. We didn't get to see this, like, in that shot in the opening with Caliber, we see, like, this giant chained up fucking book, and I wanted, I, I was kind of excited to see what that was going to be about. I think that they was never to, mentioned it. I think that was a reference to the big omniscient tome. <sighs> Which, that would have been cool. Like, imagine there was this, like, dark side of Wonder World, and that's where, like, the, the big World. tome was. That's where fan fiction comes from. <laughs> For rule thirty four is Sojin World. Uh, no, but like imagine there was like this dark. Imagine there was this dark side of Wonder World, and like that's where like the the book was locked up, and it was trying to get out. Not because it was evil; it's because it was being imprisoned <laughs> by Storia. Story like the the, yeah. the 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 Megiddo's fucking locked it in there, and like Tassel didn't know about it or anything like that. Yeah. So I just yeah. So like the story was, eh. I just wasn't big overall in the whole theme, and I, I just feel like it could have been a bit more serious. Like if it had more, more impact, more. What's the what's the more consequence? Yeah, you yeah. know what? I agree with you on that. Like more, more, more at stake. Yeah, more at stake. Like it's just like erasing the world. No, like it'd be more impactful if, if like a part of the world was destroyed, not the whole. I was fine with the erasure of the world thing. I just think the fact that the, the whole oh Toma and the power of people's love for books just fixed the world in an instant. You just there for my book. I will like show the world coming back. Yeah, is that so hard? Even playing the fucking effect in reverse, I would have been fine. Exactly. Yeah, they, they already had the shot of the world being fucking. Like, it just got. It's Paul Superman. It would have been lazy, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, just, I feel like if the story had more at stake and more consequence, then, like, it would have been really, like, holy shit, like, because, like, I hate to say this, death is memorable. That, I mean, look at me, I've been gushing for weeks and weeks about Danganronpa. Gaim's, like, fucking eight years old, and I still remember that exact shot of Sid being crushed between those two fucking rocks. Yeah. I'll never forget that. That is in I my brain forever. I also... I also... <laughs> I'm that is red fucking free in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we started the fucking episode we're just like, Sid's dead. Yep. <laughs> so I agree with what you're saying that the show should have had more consequence, more impact. Um, for me, my biggest problem is I feel like the show can be described as so much missed opportunity. I love the motif. I love the, the gimmick. The, the suit design was amazing, but we'll talk about the suits in a bit. Yeah. I like when there's lots of characters, because it means everyone can pick a favorite. And there was so much potential with what they could have done with this show, and they just dropped the ball left and right. It started so strong. There was It was so good. My JRPG brain was flared up with, like, oh my god, I can't wait to see what they do next. Like, things like the fucking stock henshin sequences that they stopped doing. Those, those were so were really amazing. Cool when they did them, though. Like, the head writer at the conference promised. He was like, I apologize for Ghost and leaving during Ghost. I will not leave during this. You fucking lied. Lies. Liar. You lied, Dark. So like I, I didn't listen to what Gar I I didn't listen to what Agar's overall thoughts on Saber was yet, but I'm assuming he was basically eh Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, he, he just probably didn't care. And like that I've been trying to tell Agar this, like he he probably should just stop watching Ryder, because I just know he's not interested. He's just not he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it anymore. He doesn't like the past like few seasons. Yeah, I don't know. He tried to really like Zero One and then he just couldn't like zero one that much. Yeah, but um, so in terms of story, I I tried really hard to like it because the motifs were so in my wheelhouse, and some of the characters were really interesting and had great potential. But I just feel like I feel like this show should have been written by an actual JRPG story writer instead of a Tokusatsu writer. I feel like that would have been amazing. Yeah, like get someone from like a Final Fantasy team or something like that. Yeah, someone from Square Enix. Or at least Nomura. have one of them like on. Oh god! Team. Imagine Tetsuya Nomura fucking. We don't need. A we don't need show. a. Okay, we don't need a Kingdom Hearts level complicated uh, story. No, but hey, think about Kingdom Hearts. You got you got your main three protagonists who have like cool ass keyblades, and you have all these other side characters who all have unique and special. All this people. Exactly. Imagine if Saber was written by Tetsuya Nomura. Oh, that would have been solid. I may have opened up a Pandora's box. Wonder World. The Disney World's like, ah, <laughs> ah, Saber's Kingdom Hearts. It's right a Wonder World after all. Come on, they could have jumped in from like story to story. Like that would have been so fascinating. Yeah. <sighs> so like, yeah, they could have gone to each book of like 
based around like their 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 power set and like that's where they got their power up for. That would have been amazing if they actually went into the worlds inside the right. Yeah, you had to like you had to you had to complete That's an amazing idea. The whole story of Lion Senki to get to get the the final power up or something. No, but like what if to get yeah. the like what if they get the ride books and they were like inactive in order to get the power up to work, they had to go into the book and solve the story. Huh? That would have been really cool, and also isn't that Kingdom Hearts? That's yeah, like, uh, yeah, like Slash gets his his, uh, his sword fixed, but like, oh, my book's inactive. Oh, we'll fucking go into high Hansel. We have to go in and we have to go in and and like Hansel nuts those to Gretel. Solve the story of Hansel nuts and Gretel. Hansel nuts to Gretel. <laughs> oh God, that's awful. And like, they could have come up with so much filler type plot, but it would have still made sense, and it would have been, it would have actually been consequential to the plot because that's how we get more power ups. Exactly. Would have had more to do with stories. If right there, you go. The show's about stories. Tell some. We needed Saber to be written by Nomura. That, that's it. That's that's how. Oh my show. god! I want that so bad. <laughs> there you go. Some alternate universe out there. It's happened. Saber was a really well written show. God damn it! Um, well, how about, how about designs? All right, well, let's talk about suit designs. So, I will say, very good suits. I I still am not a fan of the whole horn, based off, like, the their blade of their sword. I don't like the horns, but the overall designs are really good. My two personal favorites were still Psycho and, and Caliber. I... I wanted to like Buster so fucking badly because the late Falcon Virus, he had one giant ass sword, but that fucking blade in the middle of his face ruined, <laughs> ruined the entire suit for me. Ruined it. I wonder if someone could shop it without the horn. <sighs> I would look so much better. Well, how funny if like on the figure art, you could remove it. I would do that. Because I like the Buster suit, but I don't like the fucking horn. It's so bad. Um, but yeah, no, Caliber suit was fucking cool, and then they came out with Jao Dragon, and that was just mwah. That was a beautiful suit. It you had this nice dragon open emperor. dragon's mouth with like the, the red mouth was the was the visor, and you had a cape, and like I'm a sucker for capes. Like uh -huh. I've always loved capes. And um like I know you weren't a big fan of Blaze's final suit, unfortunately. Like until it's special things. <laughs> yeah, you got okay, used to I'll it. I'll talk about hair. that. I'll get into yeah. that when it's my turn. Um Slash's design I wanted to like, uh, but then overall, throughout the series, I was just like, eh, it was okay. Um, I loved the Spotted Suit. Like, I liked the, the swirly visor. I loved the, especially when he got his three book form, like volume three form. Oh, so just so much gold. I loved it. Um, Durandal, and especially, I would probably say my least favorite design of all the Saber Riders is Sabala. I just... I thought it was a mess. Well, what's wrong with Sabala? I just... It was too much going for it. And again, it was supposed to be like based off a of bug, but like... I, maybe I, that's also because I just don't like bugs. It's not just bugs. They kind of went for like a warrior princess kind of thing with it. And I like... Despite the weird placement and angle of the sword horn, that was my only real problem with it. Other than that, I think it's fine. Uh, Durandal was, was cool. I like the fact that the, his weapon was a trident. So that was something different. I... Really, 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 really sad that we didn't get a rider who just only used a gun. Like we got that with Slash, yeah, but I wanted, <laughs> I wanted a rider specifically who only used a gun, and that was why he was so good at the start of his debut. Because, that should have been a movie he, villain because he had ranged on all these sword fighters. It should have been a movie villain. Yeah, it would have been so fucking dope. Nate, will maybe Amazing Siren. 
No. It's gonna be like a western book, like a Wild West novel. Yeah. Like some Once Upon a Time in Hollywood kind of shit. Um, like a Billy the Kid ride book. Yeah, uh, Kenzon's design was just... It wasn't a rider suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it looked like some... Like, it looked like some kind of, like, spin-off, like, from another, like, country toku. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. And, um, Saber... Sabres was interesting, like, I will say, like, Dragonic Knight was his best design, I have to say, and that should have been his final form, honestly. It was fucking gorgeous. I'm pissed we didn't get a Blades Knight form, you Cross, know what I mean? Cross Saber was fucking lazy. Um, I really liked uh, Lion Daisenki, whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah. Yeah, that was just a beautiful blue King suit. Lion. They got the cannons and stuff. Um, Primitive Dragon was cool. That was the thing I forgot to mention in the past like last couple episodes i like that he went primitive dragon like one more time yes uh, that was pretty sick because he knew he knew the berserk form would be something he could use to kind of make stories fuck off a bit um emotional or not uh, no what was the other one what's what's elemental dragon elemental uh, yeah elemental was cool i i just didn't like the mix of like red and blues i thought it was a bit weird and then cross saber was just fucking lazy yeah. I, I hate it and the wonder ride book or whatever like that Wonder was, Almighty. Even, was even more lazy that pisses me off it's another realizing hopper yeah um well he's saying king lion was the knight form it, it it wasn't a knight it was just like a robot lion yeah it was, it was basically like what if you had a robotic suit so that's yeah. why i really liked it so much but um also uh x swordman oh it's just so so pretty so colorful i loved it but I liked I liked the shadow form the most, like uh, chapter chapter two, chapter two, yeah, yeah, chapter two. I really like chapter two a lot. Um, yeah, so and it just Caliber's design was just fantastic. That's why I bought the, How the about sword. The belt, the belt was really cool. I hate the sword driver. I was oh, never interested when I first sorry. saw it at all. No, it's a fine. I just that's I my just opinion. Like I like how you can combine different books on it. I like how they open. I will I like say how it's the sword comes out of it. I will say I really love uh, the Rekka standby chime when you put the book in and it just goes like dun, 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 dun. like I love that standby chime. It's really great. And I like I like when it went like raved Rekka. Like that's like that's why I like when you have like a main rider base form. Like the 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 jingle for the base form of the title rider needs to always like be addictive. Like it needs mm. to be stuck in your head. Um. But yeah, I, just, I wasn't a fan of the sword driver because I just like I'm not big on like weapons. I like I like guns more than anything. That's why I like the shot riser so much because it's a fucking gun with the belt. It's fantastic, and I rebought one because I miss that belt. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's that's me. So the the suits were were great. This is the only problem I really had was the horns. I didn't like the horns. All right, Emily, your thoughts on suit designs? Suit designs. Um, I mean, I they look like knights. I, I like them. I really like the way that they incorporate the various legendary creatures into their armor. I've liked that since the beginning. I like like the dragon on Saber's shoulder, and then we have the lion on blades. Mm -hmm. um, there's a nice variety of designs, but they also all look like they belong together, which is always good because I've seen... In both Rider and Precure, the instances where they have like one of them sticking out like a sore thumb. Mm -hmm. Um, 
aside from that, you guys kind of said everything already. I mean, even if it's a repeat, feel free to make a comment about any. Well, wait, any what was what was your favorite overall suit? Any suits you felt particularly strong one way or the other about? Um, man, uh, I mean, I'm biased because I like Espada because lightning theme. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Um. The the later um like cr like like cross dragon was really freaking cool. Um, blades uh, final form was amazing. I forget what it's called. Uh, it's a even I forget. Even though I've got the book right here. It's a Hyoju Senki. Yeah. It's like the, the full uh, title is Tatagami Hyoju Senki, but I just call it Hyoju Senki. The 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 ice lion. Yeah. And his, I mean, this isn't a suit design thing, but the the animation for his attack was amazing, too. Yeah. He just grabs someone and freezes them. That was cool. Um, yeah, I, I I mean, probably the weirdest looking one was uh, Kamen Rider Storius, but that makes sense because he's not really a normal rider. Final villain, what are you going to do? They just gave him big horns, big old horns. All right, any other? No. All you, man. So, my general feeling about the suit design in the show can be summarized by the following noise. Oh! Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, the suit design in this series was so good to me! Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, you were in love with these suits. Oh my god, Blades! I love him! Yep. At least at the start. Yeah. Volume 1, 2, and 3. You see this figure right there? I you? have the figure right here. Front row and center of your fucking I desk. have the, the gimmick figure over here. I've got the fucking sword driver and Nagare right next to me. I've got all three of his books and many more. The sword driver is my new favorite belt or just driver of all time. I love it's such an elegant, amazing design. Having a sword sheath that you put that you plug books into and the I books mean, open when yeah. you activate the belt by drawing the sword, it's perfect design. I do love oh, it being a sheath and that you it, can actually they, I don't like it when weapons are transformation devices, but they had hit a perfect medium there with it being the sheath for the sword. No, my my my, my I, I pretty much I'm pretty biased towards like my favorite rider henching devices being like guns. I, I just think it's great. Though my favorite belt like I really don't like it when a weapon and, and transformation device are the same thing. But my favorite belt is still to this day the drive driver, just because I love everything about that thing. And I love I mean it's a lie. That's belt. awesome. Right. Yeah. Okay, so Blades, Volume 1, 2, and 3, specifically Volume 1 and 2, Lion Sankey and, and, and Lion Fantasista, the pinnacle of design appeal. In, like, that was totally my aesthetic. Fantastic Lion is where we start to fall apart. I don't think Tenku Pegasus contributed much of anything to the design at all. And honestly, I love Espada's shoulder capes and Saber's long flowing trench coat design way more than the little waistcoat that, Bla that Blades' forms comprised. So I felt kind of disappointed there. Then we get to King Lion Daisenki. I tried really, really hard to like it because it's a fucking, it's like Metal Garurumon, but for Blades. But I just couldn't get to it. it, it 
they changed the shade of blue to one that I just couldn't jive with. Oh, I loved it. The, 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 just the aesthetic of the suit just sort of missed the mark for me. The visor was kind of cool. Oh, I love. I just. I love that. That's my, that was my favorite blade suit, just because like for me, for like for blue, the darker the blue, the better. I think. I think uh, that's my personal opinion. Uh, it it it, fe- it feels like it dipped too far into like the teal zone. Yeah, it was. Just, it, it, it was basically just if, if Blades was thrown into like a futuristic, like a sci-fi if, novel. If Blades got roboticized. Yeah, he got ro- he got he got thrown into a sci-fi novel. Yeah. That, that, that's how I saw that. And just the cannons cool. were cool, but I feel they were woefully underutilized. Absolutely. Having him transform into a lion really unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, but it's still in- and also on un- underutilized. Yeah, like- do that, so. I, I would I really would have loved to see more of Blades riding the lion. There were a few moments where that was that was in use. We did that in the final episode, which is pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. I feel like much more of that because we see how awkward he is around people, so it makes sense that he would have been more comfortable around his pet lion. Yeah. Um and just riding in, in on the lion the first episode and just Exactly. That was amazing. Oh, that's I, I still have that fucking picture saved on my phone. Uh, just that that smug ass look yeah. he has is it's fantastic. And then Kyoju Senki, uh, I wanted really hard to love it, and I was pissed about the hair. And then we and then we see the hair come off, and that is the pinnacle of what I think Blade's final form design should be. That is the ice paladin that I wanted. Got motherfucking wings out of that hair. And wings. Ice wings. Ice wings. That was amazing. Please put out a figure art with removable hair. I really, really, really like yeah, that. There's a, there's a there, smug bastard. There's my boy. <laughs> smug bastard. There's the goodest boy. <laughs> Um, okay, other suit design. Saber, really good, really good, really solid for a primary rider. Caliber? Caliber? I feel like he served his purpose well as a dark version of Saber. I, and and the, the Jao dragon form? Fucking dragon emperor? Yes, please! See, you know what, you just, that's, what you said about Caliber was, like, on the nose. It was a great dark version of Saber. That's what they should have done with Genmu for x it should have made him like look like X Eight, but like I mean, it was. But you know what I mean? Like it wasn't exactly like a copy of Saber. It was just a palette swap. Of Are you talking about Genmu or Caliber? Gen- Genmu. We're talking about the Genmu was a. Literally, done... the only thing that was different aside from the color was the eyes, but that was on purpose. No, but I'm saying what they did with Caliber was what they should have done with Genmu in terms of like being like a dark version of X Eight. Oh, you mean you want Genmu to be more different? More different. I, I thought mean... you were saying that he should have been less different. Yeah, no, no, no. He should have been more different because yeah, was, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um. But yes, Caliber was very effective design. Not my favorite. I would. I wouldn't buy a figure of him. But I appreciate what they were going for. Oh, I love oh, Jawa Dragon. So cool. It just screamed Dragon Emperor. Mm. Like something out of Seiken Densetsu 3. And I love it too because Jawa uh, Dragon technically should never have existed in the first place. Mm-hmm. It, w- it wasn't one of the sacred Wonder Ride books. Caliber got that made. Yeah. He g- made himself a power up and he, when he didn't need to. Shouldn't have had that. And one thing, sort of going back to story about missed opportunities, Caliber getting passed around, didn't like that. Just Kento was fine, but then, like, Sophia as the final Caliber yeah. user? Sophia as Caliber, too, yeah. Like, that why even bother? 
Why even bother? I would have liked to see Tomo wield Kuriyami at one point. Like, he gets, like, kind of, like, a little dark place, and then he thinks, like, oh, maybe Kuriyami will help. And becomes Calvin. I need to see these dark visions it's for like, myself. It's like with, uh, it's like with, the uh, Kit in, in, uh, Dragon Knight. Uh, but, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. That, that would have been a really interesting arc to do, actually. It would have been awesome. Uh, Saber writing Saber better! Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, but... Um, Psycho. Really fucking bizarre. Didn't like it. Didn't like any of it. That just... We no. found... I don't we... know, out of all the suits, that was the one I was vehemently against. We found out that there was just gonna be a Kong Rider that was a sword. I, I forgave the show for not giving me an gun-only rider, and I was like, this is a Kong Rider that's a, just a sword. That's fantastic. That's so funny. I want it. And now I have the Psycho Driver. I have Common Rider Psycho in my bedroom. And I can just <laughs> look at him whenever the fuck. I have a man. I have a Common Rider in my bedroom. I have a man in my bedroom yeah. right and now. I got in your bedroom now. And I got the X-Swordman uh, book because I really just liked that he just looked at, read a comic book and decided I want this to be a power-up for me. <laughs> and it's it's just it's weird colors. It's big. It's big. It's super pretty. And yeah. And then the, I bought Kuriyami like the caliber stuff just because I liked I liked the concept of the sword of light and the sword of darkness. Yeah. And then when it was cool how there was actual lore behind those. Yeah. And when Psycho dual wielded both those fuckers, I was like, yeah. When Saber in the finale fucking wielded both Kuriyami and Psycho, I was like, hell yeah. It was like Riku. Yeah, exactly. So I just like, <laughs> more like, Kingdom Hearts parallels. Yeah. So as much as like I, I say, Kuriyami, don't fucking use it because it's bad. It makes you see the future and Clearly, it's all Yuri can resist. Like it. Apocalyptic futures, yeah. So, so with Ichi getting a one to one scale of Nagare, if they make a one to one scale of Kuriyami, I will buy it. Yeah, I will fucking mount that on my wall. All right, so back to suit design. Yeah, let's fire through some of these side ones. Buster, very cool, very I effective. Like a heavy, muscular rider. Very well done. Yep. Not my favorite. I wouldn't buy a figure, but I, I again, I get what they're going for. Kenzon, ugh, I, I, I kind of get what they were going for. I don't think that one was done effect as effectively as the as, others. As a ninja themed rider, they could have been designed way better. It was so weird how like the green on his pants went like from halfway up his legs to halfway up his thighs. It looked like he was wearing like a tracksuit. Yeah. Yeah. So like ninja tracksuit guy. Yeah. Yeah. Check ninja. <laughs> I appreciate that they did some different things with the other Seiken. Buster is the big sword. Kenzan is the twin sword. Suzune, or like Slash and Kenzan is the gun sword. Psycho should have been the dual wielder, wielder as well. Because this, this sword's called fucking Ginnobuki Kinobuki. I, you know what? I agree. Gold and silver. He should have been the gold and silver. The golden weapon and the silver weapon. Yeah, like he has a gold gold sword and a silver axe or something. That would have been awesome. Here you go. Fuck, man. And then have Kenzan's gimmick that it's just one sword, but it turns into the shuriken. Yeah. That would have been that would have been good. I like that. Or like he uses the he use he, so he can split the sword into two, but he uses the other one as like a projectile. He like throws it. I don't know. Like a kunai or something. Um, slash. They went ham on making that suit as bizarre as possible. I applaud that effort. I don't like this suit it's very much. It's loud. I, I, I think it's hilarious. That's the best word to describe Slash's design is it's loud. Yeah. Because, you know, he was Which also Which makes sense loud. because he's the sound writer. Exactly. Yeah. 
So um, I like this visor because it was looked like a freaking speaker, uh, like a yeah, like a, well, like a speaker effect, like a speak, yeah, like a sound effect, yeah, like a uh, blasting sound wave. Yeah, no, that was great. Yeah, um, Sabala, really compact, effective princessy sort of design. I do think the sword horn was really misplaced there. I think they could have repositioned that and done a better job. I of did it. like her sword. I was, like I like those because like I like I like rapiers. Also, like, I, like, not, I like giant swords usually, it's but I'm not also actually I also a rapier. Like, but I get why you say that. Uh, like 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 fencing swords and like yeah. rapiers. Like very the name of swords. the sword she was using is literally a sabala. It's uh, actually a kind of sword. Okay. Well, I mean, my favorite sword of all time is a scimitar, and I wish there was a rider who used a scimitar. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Uh, Durandal, so. Fucking good! Again, but like that he had a trident. That was cool. It was different. Black featuring blue accents. He used a trident. He had a water-themed book. He's the motherfucking Empoleon of riders. That's literally it! He does seem like, like, Empoleon. Durando was so good. It's such a shame that Ryoga was not a character. <laughs> I mean, we saw him in drag, so that was interesting. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was like probably the most entertaining part about him. I am I am hungering to get the DX Chikoguken Kaiji. Videos of it are all over the internet, and I can't get mine until next month. Aww. Look at it good soon, buddy. Um, who else? Uh, Sol yeah, Solomon and Storius. Ah, eh. la lazy, lazy designs. They they seem kind of tropey and generic. They, not not very much. They took Storius's monster form and slapped a fucking book helmet on and book faceplate and on. And Solomon was just Joe Dragon, but silver. Where the fuck was Conrad's castle? Goddammit! Oh, that would have been interesting. Come on, wasted wasted potential. Yeah. Um, Espada really really good. Really good. I didn't talk about Espada. Really, especially Volume Three. Especially Volume Just 3. Just having that nice gold in the middle. And so, the, mm -mm. some people might think all that gold is fucking gaudy, and I get it, but that's how you do a gold rider. Oh, no, yeah. I, I like really shiny metallic colors, and I say too much I gold. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what Alan Gina Knight looks, or Arabiana Knight looks like. I, like you said, I hope, he, I hope he has a little bit of, little bit of blue in there. It'll be, it'll be nice. The book has some blue on it. I mean, nice blue tint. That'd be cool. All right. Is there any suit design I missed? Saber? Yeah, okay. So yeah. Um, Brave Dragon. Brave Dragon. Really, really effective. It perfectly conveys how the three book system works. <laughs> Racist Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Racist Dragon. <laughs> um, the Volume Three form. Really, really good. I really, I really liked all the Volume Three forms except Blades, which was kind of a disappointment. Um, primitive dragon, savage, loved it. That, really effective. Best standby chime ever in the whole show. Just the dun 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 dun. So good. Uh, elemental dragon, kind of off-putting with its colors with its clashing colors. But I get it. It was it was a two power ups meeting in the middle thing. Uh, cross saber, lazy, hated it. <sighs> Except for the. The three form. Yes, featuring Saber with Dragon Lion Alangina. That is the final form. That should be the final form. Well, what about Draconic Knight? Oh, Draconic, yeah, Dragonic Knight. Yeah. Really, really cool. So, pretty solid. So pretty, should have been the I, form. I wouldn't buy a figure of it, but I liked it a lot. I wanted Blades to have a form similar to that. But instead, we got King Lion. 
Yeah. Um, and then Wonder Almighty's just Brave Dragon. Lazy fucks. I, I, again, Toei, stop that! Enough! We don't care. We don't want that. Yeah. Uh, oh, Falchion. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like Falchion. Very, I just, I very like, effective as a dark, brooding rider form. Likes the nice orange, like the matte black on the suit. They went ham on the fire effects with it. Because it's a phoenix. Mm. <laughs> so good. Yes. I think it's about it for suit design. Alright, uh, it's characters. Alright, so let's talk about Toma. What a lovely lad. So, so pure-hearted. It's exactly what, like, a like a good protagonist, like, in a show like this should have been always. He just, he, he always has, like, his heart in the right place. Never veered away, honestly, because, like, Primitive Dragon was kind of just, he didn't know what was going to happen. He wasn't in control. He wasn't in control of that. And just, he wanted to help everyone. Mm -hmm. he, he was, like, kind of, like, edgy almost, right? Mm -hmm. Like, edgy, edgy wanted, like, his, his biggest desire in O's was he wanted to help everyone in the entire world, and they just, he knew he could never do that. Yeah. And and just Toma, he was big on promises and just um And man, did they expound on that. Yeah. It wasn't just a gimmick in his character, they full on explained why he was that way. And just he was emotional when at the, always at the right time. Exactly. When I, he, he whenever there was a sad moment, he was sad. Whenever he was angry, he was angry. Whenever he wanted to have a nice happy moment, he was happy and we loved seeing. I him thought you were gonna say whenever he wanted a happy meal, he got one. <laughs> and like, you know, like as annoying as May was, he like always just was like, "Oh May, <laughs> um, but yeah, just Tomo was just such a good good boy. I loved watching him grow. Like yeah. it just he always, he never never strayed from his path, and he, in the end, he was always dedicated. Like like. Storius was telling him, like, give the fuck up. The world's ending no matter what the fuck you do. And just Toma would not take no for an answer. He no, didn't care. Like Nay, I the, say. The willpower and determination in this man was just so... I have nothing but high respect for. Like, my God. He, the, the motherfucker could have been, like, a Green Lantern, like, a hundred times over with how much willpower he had. And he was just—he was always so brave. Like that's why I love that his book, main book was called Brave Dragon because Toma was so brave. Yeah, that's that's the best fucking word to describe him. And just he was just so so kind. And the fact that he ran a bookstore was just adorable. And he got into his characters that he role played when he talked read stories to children. That was, was so sweet. So sweet. So that's why, like again, like I'm just sad that like his sacrifice, like. I wish it would have been more meaningful, and he didn't come back right away. I mean, you keep saying that, but you forget that a whole fucking year passed. Yeah, but, like, nowadays the year just fucking goes by like that. And, again, they transition to a year later instantly. And that's I agree that it's hard to really feel that. I, I agree what you said earlier. They should have had him come back. Like, and the, the crossover the, film should have been a year after the Exactly. Show. The year... Time skip should have been between the series and the movie. Exactly. It ends with Kento and May hanging out by the tree, and Kento's just sitting there looking up, being like, wherever you are, Toma, I hope you're okay, and you're, you're doing something you love. All right. That would have been a nice setting. Emily, thoughts on Toma? Thoughts on Toma? Really, really like him. I think that everything he stands for and everything 
he's just a wonderful person and one of my favorite main writers actually to be honest um he's definitely I'm, I'm sorry i sound like i'm just saying i like him in like five different ways but hey say what you gotta say just his importance of keeping promises his good heart and his optimism his just that he believes in the power of what stories can do and the fact that he himself is a storyteller and someone who wants to protect stories is very meaningful to me that was also another thing i really liked about tumble was his passion he's very passionate he was very passionate mm -hmm. like he, he's he's not one of my favorite writer protagonists but i would never ever call him a bad one he was very that's, good that's fair he was very good Okay, no she knows I mean, who is? Is that about it for you, Fratoma? Yep. Yeah. I really appreciate that we had such a wholesome main character in this show. That's a good way of putting him, too. He was not a hothead. He was not an idiot. Because I really am sick of those kind of main characters in Tokusatsu. And Nicky kind of looks like he's going to be a hothead idiot. He looks like both. <laughs> He's everything Toma isn't. <laughs> it was so nice seeing Toma just give it his all to not only protect stories, to protect the innocent, but to protect the people he cared about. And during the intro to Psycho arc where he was getting betrayed by everyone, it really fucking hurt. And that was one of the main reasons why I really hated that part of the show. Because Toma was getting a fucking raw deal, and he didn't deserve any of it. No. And if they all just had a fucking conversation like human adults, this shit could have been resolved in way less time. Yep. But Toma powered through it all like a fucking champion, and he, he made his will manifest. He protected everyone. He saved the world from literally certain destruction, even though they didn't show it happening. But he was such a powerful and admirable protagonist. And this may be a stupid point to bring up after all this, this meaningful talk. I just enjoyed the fact that he dressed like a fucking Amish dude. The whole oh, series. I, I, his fashion sense was weird, man. That's, I love the hat. That's, that's why I liked like, that's, <laughs> weird like um the, the pants so the many fucking capris or whatever the fuck like he's dressed from the 70s or something i thought it was hilarious that's and he had so many fun hats that's why i like that's why i like shinosuke because like he's more suit more suit all the time and then uh gets her home from fucking Borse. he just didn't wear the school uniform everyone else he wore like the punk outfit with the pompadour and he had the flaming converses and he, he <laughs> rocked that fucking design it was super good I enjoyed that Toma dressed like he was Amish. I kind of wish he got his own sort of look. He dressed like an Amish. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, well, they kind of had like weird shaped hats. <laughs> Toma had hats. Uh, weird hats. So many hats. The pants. Like, like he's, he's, he's hatching in a fucking pair of capris with like fucking giant ass pant legs at the bottom. And I'm like, oh god. I love that someone shopped that to, to make those pants even more flared out. Don't get me started with Kento in that fucking turtleneck. We'll get to him. God. Alright, so let's talk about Rintaro. 
What a what a what a good loyal lad. He was a wonderful guy. Well, I, again, like again, that that awesome. fucking first picture with that that smug face. I was just like, this is gonna be a fun guy. But like, the only thing about him that I wish we dove more into his character. Like, yeah. I wish like during the betrayal arc, like you could see that like it was hurting him hard. But I wish they would have focused on that more, especially him being the secondary. Because like that was the thing about Rintaro. They didn't treat him like a secondary rider. That was that. That's the problem. He, he's he's such so little of a secondary rider in the show, unlike any other secondary rider that I've seen. Brave secondary rider for sure. Uh, Mock, yes, you can fucking tell. Baron, Baron is like the fucking definition of secondary rider. Like, yes. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. But just Rintaro just didn't. I didn't get that from him. That's yeah. why I keep saying Kento should have been the secondary writer because, like, he had a closer connection with Toma. So, but just, like, as a skilled warrior, like, I just, like, I like that we've got to see him, like, hone his craft more, but I just, I feel like, I feel like his final power-up or whatever like that was just kind of handed to him on a silver platter. I feel like he I should mean, have, he I did almost like, die to get he it. He did almost die to get it, but he should have, I feel like he should have, there should have been more to earn it. You know, I and, guess. But like, in terms of personality and stuff, and how it was adorable and super skilled, super loyal, and I just I loved his I loved his you know he didn't didn't sway from his beliefs and what he what he was taught and, and knew, and I, I really respected that. He never never swayed from like the his path. path his path. So I, I that's why I like Bono But he wasn't a secondary writer because they didn't write him like that. So, Emily, thoughts? Um, thoughts on Rintaro? Mm-hmm. How can yeah. you not love him? <laughs> he he shows up from the very beginning, and he just has the idea. He has the feeling of like a polite, loyal, kind guy who also doesn't entirely know anything outside of those things. And I really think that him and Toma work well together, not because they contrast each other, but because they complement each other. That's a good way of putting it. Like, both of them have passion and loyalty towards different things, and that means that they understand each other even when they're from completely different sort of backgrounds, and I think that that's really cool. It's weird that, like, when we were talking before about how Kento was the childhood friend and it felt like he should have been the secondary writer, and that was a little bit strange, but I... I really like Blades. I I really like the relationship that he has with Toma, and I think it honestly could have been explored even more than it was. Yeah. That's what it? Yeah. I think my favorite Rintaro is early Rintaro, because, wow, was it such a trip to just explore his character. The first time you ever see him, he comes in riding a fucking lion with a smug smile on his face, being an already established rider, talking all this this mysterious gobbledygook about ride books and Megiddo and, and Homo sapiens. Yeah, and like, like, remember when we thought he wasn't human? Yeah, like, yeah. he was so mysterious at first, and I was like, oh man, is this going to be some sort of, like, trickster character who's like, you don't really know what he's about? And, and, and it seemed like he wasn't human. And then, no, we just find out he's just an orphan 
Like, he's just this dorky orphan boy raised by the guild, and he's just, he's, he, he has heard of things, but he doesn't really know what anything is! That's and, a great way of putting it. And, like, it was so adorable just watching him be awkward all the time. And I feel like a lot of people could honestly connect with that, because it's like, like, I, I'm not a very well-explored person, like, I'm not well experienced with a lot of things, and it felt like this like sort of connected to me a lot because like every time Rintaro would see a thing, he'd be like, oh, "I've read about this, but I've never seen it or tried it before." Also, they didn't give him enough love for the eclairs. They should have done that more. That's fine. I feel like three three times for that bit was fine, yeah. but like how many does come in three? The so. really really best. I think my favorite part of early Rintaro was how he interacted with Toma, especially while they were fighting together. Because, like, the one thing Rintaro knows how to do well is fight as a common Rider. So it was really interesting to see him, like, teach Toma how to be a rider. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And then Toma would be like, well, what if I do this? And then he did some creative hisatsu with one of the ride books. And he's like, you're not supposed to do that? Oh, but it worked. That's neat. Whoa. I felt like there should have been way more of those kind of interactions. I was looking forward to Toma being like the master of gimmick powers for using his knowledge of stories, and Rintaro being the traditional sword fighting master. And that's why I feel like Rintaro and Toma should have been together a lot more in the show because they could have learned from each other and like you know, yeah. like Toma's learning how to be a better rider, like a, a better of sword of logos, and then Rintaro is learning how to be a, a human being. He's learning how to be Toma. a better person. Exactly, and that. And or not a better person, but a, a more experienced person. A human being, yeah. Like in in our world, and it's just that would have been such a good dynamic, and like I mean, just there wasn't enough exploring. But on the other hand, I would have also really liked to see a version of this show where it turned out that Rintaro actually was not human and he was from Wonderworld because that was really where it seemed like they were going with. He it. is Lion Senki. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, what if he was just a spirit from the book? Ooh. Yeah, like, I, all the Homo sapiens stuff was so weird because it really seemed to allude to him not being human, but I guess it was just that he was sort of out of the loop. Like, how the fuck did Sophia raise him? No, okay, you know what? He didn't know he was human, and he read up on humans, and he, and, you know, the, the proper term for humans. Is Are you this thing in my no, book? Yeah, the scientific term for a human being is Homo sapien. Yeah. So he he's only... He's only known books his whole life. So, I, so at no point while he was growing up did Sophia turn him and go, they're called humans. They're humans. <laughs> he could have been a giant Megiddo. They're humans. Well, that's the thing. I don't think Sophia knew much about it either. I mean, she wasn't she, human. She didn't know how to cook eggs. She wasn't human. Or she didn't know how to cook rice ball. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, Sophia wasn't human either. So I guess not mm. exactly the best role model for humanity. I feel so bad. Like, I feel like we didn't go enough into the fact that he was orphaned. They just kind of said it in passing in, a, in an maybe, episode maybe, or two. like, they should have made, like, the past, the former Blades was, like, a father to him or something. Like, like he was his adopted father. Yeah, we got more about his master than his actual family. Yeah. Like, tell us more about that. Yep. Um, but other than that, he was such a fucking cinnamon roll the whole show. Just the most adorable. Cinnamon roll. I like that description. Yeah. Oh, the goodest boy, as I kept calling him. Uh, well, Kento. I... As is, as is the case with many, many other tertiary writers, Kento was the most dynamic, changing character through the whole show. 
next. Like how brooding he was in the beginning. He saw hundreds of futures of bad endings. No, that's... That'll fuck anyone up. No, no, no. That's fine. I liked the caliber aspect of them. I don't. I mean, early Kento when he was just always like. That's because he felt guilty that it was his father that caused everyone to have a bad time. And then it wasn't his father. It was the former fucking teacher. He didn't know that until he found out. But that's the thing, like he was just like he was too he was too reckless. And like he like he, I I always knew he was better than that, right? And then and, he changed. And no, but that was the thing, like he he, like, missed Toma for so long. He was so happy to be reunited with his friend. And then he just kept shit from him constantly. Because he was like, oh, I don't want to burden him with this. No, but, like, he's your best friend from childhood. But he's also learning to be a fucking common Rider right now. He doesn't need all that on that his plate. That was Saber's biggest fucking flaw. No one sat down and had a conversation. I it agree out. entirely. Especially through the fucking betrayal arc. Just talk! Oh, who's this cold-hearted bitch who's been telling you that I'm betraying you? We'll talk about Reika in a bit. Um, I'm all gonna get into that so bitch. So, I just, I feel like Kento, I really kind of wish that, like, like, as much as Grace Toma is a protagonist, I wish Kento was the protagonist. I'd like to see that version. Because he, because I would have loved to have seen this rider who's just, like, you know, trained as a swordsman all of his life, and, like, as a, at a young age, and then, like, you know, his father was, uh, was a rider, and then he betrayed... And, like, you know, he's trying to find out why my father betrayed everyone. And, like, I feel like Hayato isn't worth talking about on his, in his own section. Let's just, let me just say, Hayato was a fucking gullible moron. It's, is sadly and true. it's kind of his fault that everything went wrong. <laughs> it was also because, you know, he's wielding the Sword of Darkness, which I'm not Yeah, that didn't help either. Don't use a sword that makes you see the future! It's bad! Yeah, and then I'll... Risk. And that also files into why didn't anyone talk about this? Me saying that as I want a one-to-one -one scale version of it in my, on my wall. Why didn't Hayato ever tell anyone else that he was having these visions? You fucking moron! Probably. Talk to your friends! Yeah, no, that, exactly. The problem with this show was no one talked to each other. Everyone kept... Yo, you're talking about, oh, loyalty, friendship, family? Well, you know what? Friends and family talk about shit all the time. Um, anyways, but yeah, so, like, Kento, I just, I, I like that, I liked when he, like, died, and, like, that, that, like, that was the first one I was like, oh, this show's getting interesting now, because, you know, like, one of Toma's, like, good friends passed away. I like, still Ooh. think it's hilarious that I called it. He's not dead, he's just inside the sword. Yeah, I feel like yeah. being sealed in the sword is, like, close to as death as you can be. Well, the, way, the way that they, like, showed, like, the pan down to it, and... Yeah. Everything kind of implied it, didn't it? Um, yeah, when he when he was Caliber, that was cool. I kind of just like that, like the sword kind of corrupted him, and he just felt like oh, because he wasn't a villain at that point. He was an anti-hero. Yes, and he was like, I feel like I need to protect Toma, and the world's gonna just be destroyed. I need. I'm the one who needs to prevent this. Yeah, and Orb is talking about Kami Joe. Like, yes, he had a reasonable excuse to not. To just act like a villain and not tell everyone because he knew there was a traitor in this organization. And, <laughs> and then Toma literally says, Well, you could just talk to your allies. They could have helped you. Oh, maybe you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Stabbered. So even Toma knew. Maybe we should just talk just to each other. Just have a fucking Tell your friends. They can help you. <laughs> I mean, it started as, oh, there's a traitor in the organization. I don't know who it was, so I guess I'll just trust nobody. No, because of what the previous caliber did. 
fucking Kenzon blades in a spot or whatever. They all fucking died. Yep. <laughs> like, oh my god. Uh, but yeah, no, Kento, Kento was a good character, and when he, like, we saw him happy again and stuff and laughing. That and was so like that. nice. I, I was so happy to get, and then, like, again, the, the, the final episode, we just see him and Kento, Kento and Toma hang out. That was the best. I wish we had all that, the, the entire show, the role play sessions they had. Oh, when they yeah. That was beautiful. Yep. That's, that, that's fucking friendship right there. That's, like, shit you and I would do if we, like, went to cons all the time. And, yeah. Like, cosplay. Like, we wanted to cosplay as the Mario Brothers one year, and, like, I think that would have been so fun to do. Yeah. Um, I, I still think that'd be a fun awesome. idea. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, I liked Kento, and I liked Espada, and I just feel like he was very underused, and he could have been such a more great character if they just really focused on it. And maybe they will in the Espada movie. They should have been a protagonist. We still have the Espada movie. I know. I'm looking forward to that. Emily, thoughts on Kento? Thoughts on Kento. Um, favorite power set, but I'm really biased because I really like anything lightning themed. That's fair. I'm the water boy. Yep, and I remember being genuinely upset when they switched it so that, that he was Caliber. Um, and then we didn't get any lightning theme until, like, way at the end. I'm still pissed that when he henched it at Espada for the first time, they didn't make a bigger deal about it. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Um, and in terms of his actual character and things he did, I think you guys covered everything already. I mean, you can even if it's a repeat, you can talk um, about the parts you like the most. Yeah, in terms of how... It does make sense that he was that set in the fact that that there would be a bad ending because he had seen it a million times. Yeah. It's just like Homura, like... Yeah, I was going to say, they, they pulled a Madoka, and it was just as impactful, I think. Honestly, they're, like, yeah, it, it they didn't sugarcoat it or... And something about them only showing little bits of it was actually kind of more messed up. Yeah. Because you have to... Because when you just see little flashes of it, it sort of hammers it into your head that He's seen not just these little flashes, which are already pretty bad, but he's seen this whole thing over and over and over The again. entire bad ending, endless yeah. amount of times. And being constantly told, oh no, we can do something better than this, after seeing it so many times, even if it wasn't real and it was just a vision, like, that can really mess you up. And it's also the fact that every time was a different ending. Sometimes we won, sometimes they won, sometimes it was a draw, sometimes we all died. Yeah, but it always ends up bad yeah so that he had to go through that was pretty terrible i'm just glad that in the end despite everything they went through he ended up just being able to spend time with toma and work at the store and uh celebrate stories yeah i think that's good i appreciated kento for being like i said the most dynamic and changing character in the show he went from being just, hey, it's my childhood friend, to, oh, so he's got some baggage. And then we find out what the baggage is, and he just, you feel sorry for him. And then he fucking gets Shadow Realmed, and then comes back as this brooding character, and it's just like, oh no, why are you doing this? And then we find out why he's doing this, and it's just, oh no! And you just feel so fucking sorry for him! And it's just painful to see him go down this dark path and try and murder all his friends. Not murder, but, like, seal all their sake in. It's just like, I'm the only writer that needs to exist. 
I'll I'll stop all the bad things myself. But then he 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 gets fixed and he and he goes back to normal and he starts being happy again and it's so nice to see him let go of all that baggage and just be a human again. It was just so nice and wholesome and we see him do the role plays and those were always fun. Like 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 you said before, it's it was just such a fucking fascinating character arc that he went through. Yeah, and that's why like I feel like that should have his his journey should have been what like Toma's should have been where like he just has like all this stuff about him and then like you know he gets his memory back and then he just remembers like oh my god this all the shit happened like and then he just yeah the thing was evil yeah the thing with Toma is he had a bit of his character arc but that all got like processed through really early yeah with his memory loss and the wanting to protect Luna and all that. that so, was, like... That, that was resolved yeah, fairly. Yeah, so everything Kento went through, that's what a secondary writer sh- in the show should have went through. That's why I'm like, Kento should have been the secondary writer, and Rintaro wasn't really much of a secondary writer. Yeah. So... Alright, so let's start firing through the second... The other... Yeah, so we can non-mains. probably go through Ogami, Daishinji, and uh, Ren pretty fast. So, Ogami... So fun. Lovable. Family man. Da- dad rider. Like... Well, what can they say about him? He's, he's so fun. He was, he was great. He was very dedicated. And he kept everyone in check, which was nice. Uh, the Shinji, he was adorable. Loved his shyness and his loudness. Kind of wish we got to see, like you said before, uh, we got we could see him like all crazy outside the suit. I think we did see it like once, briefly. Yeah, but I liked the, the shyness and I liked his dedication to the sword and stuff. And you know, when he was like lying there, like almost dying, he was just like, I can't hear Susan. It sounds like he said, I can't hear Susan anymore. Yeah. Um, Ren. Oh. Just... Yeah, that had so simple. Oh, Ren. Can we just get a version of the show where he's just edited out completely? I think that would be a vast improvement. They tried to fucking push us and, like, shove down our throats, like, care oh, about Okay, hold on, hold on. Before, Ren's going to be a bit of a topic, so before we get to him, Emily, thoughts on Ogami and Daishinji? Yeah. Um, thoughts on Ogami and Daishinji? Cool and good. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, a like dad... dad. Sorry, go ahead. I like that Ogami was a dad. A dad common Rider was a very neat idea. It was, it was nice to see one that wasn't evil for once. Yes. And they made, they made a point of that. Um, and the man lived far longer than any of us expected him to at the beginning. He totally seemed like the men. If this were a proper JRPG, he would be the mentor character who starts out overpowered and then dies very early, and that inspires the other characters to he'd get stronger. Be like, he'd be like the Angel of uh, yeah, yeah, or like Marcus from Fire Emblem, or or Orin. Oh, Orin died. Well, actually, so he's been dead the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Daishinji, hilarious, adorable. I wanted to see more of his rock and roll persona. No, much, like, much more. Like this whole shyness. Which he got that over. Never really explained, was it? Yeah, they didn't really say why he was such a shy person. I feel like he was just, you know what? Because he spent so much time in his workshop. Yeah. Yeah. Just because he's the swordsmith. He probably didn't. You know what? I feel like Ogami was the only person he really knew. Yeah, most. because they were both veterans. Yeah, because you always saw those two together. Yeah. Because they were the veterans. But yeah, Ren, they. By halfway through the show, they tried to shove down our fucking throats. Care about this person. Care about him. But I couldn't. I didn't want to. Did he do 
anything of consequence after episode six? Because I can't think of a single fucking thing. No, because as soon as, like, Reiko was like, oh, yeah, Thomas betraying him, he's like, I fucking knew it. He's a racing Kato's dead. Fuck. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he was, like, the first to jump on, like, let's kick Thomas' ass. We'll get him. And that was mostly because he was jealous that this rookie-ass novel man came in out of nowhere and was immediately as on their level. Again, I'm, I'm like, I know, Emily, like, you don't like me saying, like, I, you want, like, Ren to die, but, like, I wanted him to be this, like, really cocky, like, how he was in the beginning of the show, where he was really strong, strong rider, like, strong-ass swordsman. He, he, he has shown that he's, he's powerful. He's super strong. But I wanted him that to like go all to his head, and just he bite like, off more than he can chew. Yeah, and then just be over, over. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Smugness should have caused his doom, is what you're saying. Yeah, so he, he just like he was very overwhelming and stuff like that, and then he just bites off more than he can chew, and he gets himself killed because of it. And that could have inspired someone's power up. Like maybe, yeah, and that could have maybe drove Kento even more into darkness because he felt responsible for Ren. And yeah, like Jerry's saying, we talked the whole show about how when Ren started hanging out with Disast, he should have gone down the Megiddo path. And that didn't fucking happen either. Like, they, they, they tried to make this dynamic, and then, like, they give us him this awesome, well-made fight and scene and stuff, and I just stand, sitting there not giving a shit. I just kind of just stood there and was like, that would have been a great scene with, like, Kento and Toma. Like, they have this whole... It was whole, wasted. They hang out for literally half the show, do fucking nothing. They sit around and eat fucking ramen and talk about, oh, we're destined for more. And then they fight each other, and then one of them dies, and it literally didn't matter which one of them it was. And, like... And, not, and then he didn't... He went on to be one of the swordsmen in the final battle. That was it. No, we can. We can All he did was help fight one of the sages. We can throw disaster into the, into the Ren pod as well because that's what he was. He was the other Ren. He was evil Ren. He was supposed to be this mysterious Megiddo that was above all the other ones, and then it's just like, oh, I made you want to win for lol. You, you're Get fucked. You're useless. Nobody likes you. And like I saw someone say, like he should have been Caliber at one point. That would have been cool. Been awesome. Because like, would have made sense. Him being Faustian was neat, and that lasted one episode, five minutes. So like, it just Ren and Disaster were these two characters that just we did not need. If the show, the show could have gone on without them, and we would have been perfect. I almost want like a fucking like Ren and Stimpy parody. It's Ren and Sorty. Ren and Sorty. So like, it's just like Ren was cool in the, uh, the first, and then. They just... His they, first fight with disaster was his peak. That was the only time I gave a shit. Yeah, calling calling Toma like a full-on scrub? That was hilarious. And I wanted that for the rest of the it, show. It's it different. set him up to just get his shit kicked in so hard, and that never materialized. He, he, he loved Kento a bit too much, I think. And that never really got explained! No! Besides the fact that they sparred together. And I guess, just, like, he, he viewed him as a mentor of some kind? Yeah, I, I guess, but tell us more about that. But, you know, if you like Kento so much, why don't you be more like him, not be such a fucking prick? Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, but, yeah, so just Ren, disaster. If we never see them, or we never see Ren again, it's fine by me. Yeah. Stay on your journey. Yeah, go, go, yeah, go. <laughs> go buy a new shirt. Run away and never return. Run away and never return. Never come back! We'll kill ya! <laughs> what is that from? Lion That's King. That's from Lion King. 
Okay. So after like Scar tells Simba yeah, to yeah. fuck off after yeah, Mufasa's yeah, yeah. dead. Yeah. Also, I found out recently. I'm starting to go off the topic for just a second. Sorry, Mufasa. Because <laughs> you see him with a skull, and it's exactly a lion's skull. Oh. So he ate Mufasa. <laughs> after he killed well, him. He just found his skull, like. On no, the I think he and the the hyenas ate him. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Mean, that would make sense. Stick with me, and you'll never go hungry again. All I can uh, think of is like um is like um the the Google Translate Sings version where he just says ridiculous things like finally I was a taxi. So <laughs> Sophia What what is there to say? She disappeared she for half the show. She went away for fucking half the show. Was just trapped in this little fucking closet of a dimension or some shit. Raker occasionally going you okay? Yeah, stay there. <laughs> she was like the. She was this show's equivalent of like a home base NPC. And then they you just. You stand there, you push A, push A, and she says her one line of dialogue, and then you select your <laughs> she's quest. She's like a fucking like doll with a pole cord. I don't know. She's like the guild, the guild person. Yeah, she, she's the no, no. If if this were an RPG, she'd be the woman behind the counter that you talk to to get your mission from. You say bye and leave. Get your quests and then you turn them into her after you're done. Get yeah, your XP. Here's your guild. And like then, like, then they made her. Then they gave her Kuriyami, and I was like, no. She has no reason to- it's- the only reason she got it was because she was disappearing and Yuri was like, nah, here, take this, you'll be fine. Here, take this plot device. And then she's just like, I want to help. And then she channeled Hayato and Kamijo and somehow became able to fight. Mad respect for her wanting to help and fight. Very courageous and brave of her. Not necessary. Yeah. They were fine. I would have loved her rather have Yuri as Psycho wield both the Sword of Light and Darkness, and I would have been happy for the rest of the series. Yeah. So fucking cool. Get some cool Calvert slash Psycho form. Like, come on. Oh, um, Yuri. I loved Yuri. I loved him too. It, I'm sorry, he's a card rider with the sword! It was Everybody getting, like, beating the crap out of them, and then he's immediately like, oh, I could heal you, and then they just all turn like, why didn't you say anything? Uh, it they, was They closed, he could heal people. It was both hilarious and annoying at the same time that for a period, he would have a new bullshit power that we'd pull out of his ass every week. That That's fair. There were several weeks in a row where he would pull a brand new power of light out of his ass just because it served the plot. And I feel like a lot of my initial animosity towards him is because of my hatred of the betrayal arc. So I won't say it's completely fair, but I will say that he did warm up to me a little bit. It it was he was kind of like Rintaro in that he was just this unaware dorky dude who had just been sitting in an ethereal closet for a thousand years. And then he has to reacclimate to the world. Yeah, and he, like, he's trying to learn how to Ooh, use... Ooh, what are these comic books? He's trying to Ooh, learn power how, up. He's trying to learn how to use a phone, and... He can I want clothes. those clothes! Yeah, like, if, and, like, then, like... There should have been more of that, honestly! Yeah, and, and then, like, his healing ability was cool. I just, like, I feel like they're, like... He, he deserves a movie. Like, I hope he gets, like, a psych... I hope there's a psycho movie. Like, with, like, a pairing with, like, another rider. And I hope it, it, it'll be fantastic. But, like, I just... I love Yuri. That'd be good. I, I never, I never hated him. I never not liked him the whole series. Yeah, he was, I, I, he was I, so fun. I never liked Psycho the power set. As, he believed as, in Toma. 
from the very beginning. Yeah. Even when everyone else was. I sense that you are the protagonist. I will help. You. I will help you. <laughs> Since all your friends you are know, being shitbags right now. You know right what now. he kind of is? He's Pyrrhus the Third. Oh my this, God! This, Don't put that in my head. The shining knight that comes in, he's just like, you know what? You seem important. I'm gonna stick by you because you're special. Psycho, 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 Raider psycho! <laughs> yeah. Well, go play Dollhouse to you. It's a good game. Yes. Um. Any other thoughts, Emily, on on Yuri? I mean, he's just he's just great. I think it's neat that he actually is his sword. I like I like Comrider Psycho. I know you don't like the form, but I love the comic book inspired form. And my I only just like my only real problem with the Psycho like ex swordman design is just the gaudy color choice. That's why the version I fixed I mean, up it, I think it is makes better. Makes sense with what it's supposed to be, but I also understand yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, since Blaze has been fucking fuming in our chat this whole session, let's talk about May. Okay. So, May. Mixed bag. Yeah. Like, she she had her ups and, and downs, but I will say overall, she was, she served her purpose as a, char- as a female character, and I think she did a good job. She was, she was the, the positivity, the, the moral support. She, you know, when they were at their lowest, she was just there to cheer them up and, and be that, that, you know, that light in that dar- in the darkness. And that really showed in the finale. Like, my God. But, like, sometimes she was silly at the wrong to- worst times. And I'm sorry, Blaze. No, she, I never wanted her to be a writer, and I'm glad she's not a writer. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of of the same I mind. I feel like no, she like, be it, in a movie. If they had like an Akiko like sequence with her, like in Double, where she dreamed she was Kamen Rider Double, that would have been fucking hilarious. I would have been a hundred percent on board for that. It would have been super funny. Like she writes, she writes her own story about her being the hero. And you know what? Like nice That's sequence. exactly what should happen. There should be a fucking stage show where May is writing her own book because she's been an editor for novels for so long. Why don't I give it a try? Yeah, Tom writes such good books. Why don't I try? Writing and then a book? she writes her own novel. And then as she's writing it, we get to see through her delusional imagination what would happen if she was a common writer. Exactly. That's how you do it. Nice May May exclusive stage show. And then she teams up with Toma and Rintaro and everything in, in her in her in her book. And it's her as a writer teaming up with the other Saber Riders and they have this cool fight and it's really cool. Yeah. That, that do that, Toei. Do a fucking May live show. That'd be awesome. Um but yeah, no. Was she a horrible character? Absolutely not. I, I actually quite enjoyed her, and she was very, very cute, and she, she, she was the moral support and the positivity, and I really, she, I think she served her purpose very well. So, Emily, thoughts on May? Her trying to be a writer and like trying to help her mind did be a, way too much of me trying to be a cast ranger. Because if she sat inside Toma's asshole for half the season, <laughs> wow. Hey, she held it that one time. <laughs> Getting, I mean, she's she a ray of this bleak bird, and she gets nothing for it. Uh, she got Rintaro. She gets the fuck Rintaro. She gets the boy. She got the guy. She gets the best boy. She got the. She Does got her she knight in shining armor. I have no idea. She got her knight in shining armor. Like yeah. my fa- one of my favorite shots with her is like Rintaro holding May in her arm in his arms. Yeah, it's adorable. But I don't even know if that's true because we have all the other st- the stuff with the. Um, 
in, implication of I think uh, I think they wanted to drive it home that they were a couple as hard as possible without literally saying the words. They for fuck's sake they showed up in matching outfits at the end. I love when people do that. I don't know. I love when couples do that. I as much as May did have her points in the show where she was of use and she was absolutely deserved, I feel like the amount of time she spent being annoying was still far too much. I I appreciate her necessity in the story and her being there was absolutely a source of inspiration for everyone else. But there was so much annoying parts. I did hate when she like when like the three of them were having like their kind of like promise to each other and she just kind of was Don't like Don't forget me too! Don't forget never... me! I was part of that when you made that oath and it's I'm like, number four I'm just sitting there being like, Hey, stop. <laughs> they care about you. You don't need to be part of their their old pact. Yeah. Um, it was neat that she got to be useful though. Like they let her have the book that detected when Megiddo were around, and she had that one part where that she solved good. the the salamander thing, where she shot up the flare. And I did feel bad for her when she would get fucking exploded a couple of times. <laughs> she almost got eaten by fucking Zeus. Yeah. She's like, well, I'm, I'm dying. But, like, <laughs> it, it it was impossible for them to have her overcome her role as a comic relief character, I feel. Oh, and then her biggest flaw. Horrible with children. Worst babysitter Worst ever. Worst babysitter. I would, never, I would never trust her with my kids. She was, she was kind to them, but, yeah, she kept losing them. Twice. She lost the child Sora? twice. She lost Sora. She lost Luna. Yep. No. I would not trust her with children. Yeah. <laughs> God, her how, as a mother. How is she supposed to defend humanity when she can't babysit one child at a time? <laughs> Let's solve that issue first. Uh, all right. No, they're not. What? They're making the Nindesco belt. Oh. Oh my God. Oh, that I thought they were just posting that. Like, look, there's a female writer. But... Yo, Nindesco belt. Oh shit. That's yeah, actually that's this year. Kind of want that. It is the blue Forza driver, basically. Cool. In the movie, remember that kid? Eh. No, I don't. You know, we're talking about that movie. Um. All right. So who's next? The villains. Well, actually, we haven't talked oh, yeah, about the, 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 the. We haven't the, talked about the Shindai's yet. Okay, let's let me get this out of the way. Ryoga was not a character. No, he was a walking catchphrase machine. All I liked about him was the concept of. Master Logos having a common rider as a bodyguard. His own personal like his own, rider. His own personal common rider to just go and be his hitman. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, and I, that's why I would have preferred Master Logos not being a rider, because I would have just liked him having Durandell do everything for him. Yeah. That was cool. Um, other than that, eh, he was boring. <laughs> yeah. Reka? All Hate right. her. Hate her. This bitch is my biggest problem with this whole fucking show. She was fine at the start, and then it got. It, it, she like had a very strange one. She started Onisamaing, and I was like, "All right." Despite my hatred, and, like, nothing, like like it's okay. Like we we don't know what they're up to, but like it was weird. Despite how much I hated the whole betrayal arc, Rika played her role fucking perfectly. She manipulated fucking everyone into betraying Toma. And she was damn good at it. 
And it was so interesting watching her pull off all this fucking chaos. And then her brother showed up and she, she was reduced to an angry tsundere brother complex trope and not even a good one. And none of it was explained. And the worst part of it is, even after they became good, Reika didn't have any time to answer for the fucking shady bullshit she pulled. They just accept her as a member of their fucking troop of swordsmen right away, and nobody calls her out on all of the shit she did when she first showed up. Not once! No sorry, no questions, fucking nothing! And I hate it! This is my sort of turned right around. This is my biggest problem with this entire show. And I hate it. And I hate her. Do you know what I actually would have liked for Rekka's character way more? That she thought Please what she don't was say that you wish she died. No, 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 no. Actually, no. Quite the opposite, in fact. You wish she. Lived? She. You know how. You know how. You know how she wanted to be like part of Master Logos, sort of like that. She thought what she was doing was right for like Master Logos and the Guild. Uh huh. I think she should have kept being manipulated, thinking she was working for the Guild. Logos should have been manipulating her the whole time. That, I would. That would have been interesting. And then Durandell, you know, he he's also dedicated, but then he kind of he's the one who kind of is like this is not right. Yeah, have him realize that what he's doing is wrong, and then have her follow him. And then, no, and <laughs> actually, because now I'm thinking about this now, this is great. And then Reika gets struck down by Logos, because he's just like, I, you're, you're, you're waste, you're, you're nothing to me, I don't care. And he strikes her down, she gets gravely, she gravely, gets gravely injured, and that's why Randall has sees that the, the Logos he's always known is a lie, and then he decides to join Toma and their group because he's like, we need to take this fucker down because he, he injured my sister. You are my sister! So he should have been the, the oh, I love my sister! Like, that would have been funnier instead of Reika being like, oh, he's enough. Yeah, you know what? That would have been really interesting. Reverse it! Make yeah. him care about his sister a shit fucking ton! I mean, he did, but he was just really awful at but portraying it. But make him funny about it. Yeah. Make the series. Then he would have actually had a personality exactly. instead of being a fucking flatboard. Exactly. Reverse the roles. Have Reika continue to be stoic and quiet, and then like have him worship her, and she's just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> hey, Tomo, do you want to be with my marry my sister? She's fucking beautiful, perfect. I know she put your friends against you, but <laughs> what? Fucking no. Uh, Logo is fucking stupid waste. Yeah. What? <laughs> Worst casting in any Toku I've ever seen. Should've been, should've, yeah, I, I will say this: the villains were were awful. They were boring. Yeah, Storius was just ah, hate him. Zeus was at least interesting because of the backflips. <laughs> Legio was just a fucking walking pile of rage. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the backflipping was definitely interesting. It felt yeah. like he was taking every every chance he could. Legiol's got his ass kicked by Toma one time, even when it wasn't even in Toma's controlling, getting kicking Legiol's ass, and Legiol's like, kill Toma, kill, and everything he loves. Me angry now. Yeah, no, he just fucking after one fight that wasn't even Toma fucking kicking his ass. I hate Sword Flame Boy. He hates, so he hates Toma forever. And then he dies anyway. Yeah, like a bitch. So like, I just there's nothing to say about the villains. They're just they were boring. They weren't interesting, and I just didn't care for them at all. Every time they were on screen, I was like, mm. the Megiddo honestly weren't even that consequential to the plot if you think about it. No, 
the, the worst villain still is Adele. Adele is the oh, worst. Oh, for sure. I fucking hate that piece of shit. Yeah. Um, at least Dan was an interesting villain, and yeah. Cronus was an interesting villain, and fucking Metsubo Jinrai was at least cool. We'll be here forever we yeah. start comparing. Let's um, not. Uh, Tassel. Super, creepy at first, super fun. Oh, I, I went up to him real quick. I was sad he died. I didn't want him to die. That was so that was unfair. Yeah. I'm surprised Toma, as the master of Wonderworld, didn't somehow find a way to bring him back. Yeah. Tessel was fun. But like, sure. I love how every week you would just say it in a different way. And he was, he was, and it, was, it was nice seeing him every week. It was kind of sad when he was sort of phased out. Yeah. Bro Bros with Yuri, which is pretty cool. Mm. I like that. Yeah, just hanging out. I just feel like he should have he should have been around more with Toma. Like he should have like mentored Toma. Yeah. Showed him the, the beauties of Wonderworld and stuff. Yeah. Great. Uh, Luna. She was there <laughs> for plot, plot device. Literally plot device character. Like. Even like I guess Koyumi was a I feel like there's so much about her we don't know. I would. I don't know, who do you think was worse, Koyumi or Luna? <laughs> Uh, that's yeah, right. A, that's a tough call. Uh, At least Koyomi was around the whole show. When she became White Wizard, which I that was badass. Yeah, that was alright. <laughs> Plus, it was really creepy seeing Toma so obsessively chasing over a child, <laughs> running up that steps. Oh yeah, the... <laughs> super funny. Uh, but like that. Yeah, that's basically everyone. Like uh, the former Saber became Caliber. That was cool. I like that that twist. That was nice, even though you saw it fucking coming a mile away. Oh yeah, you're like that's not Kento's dad. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that's it. Like we're over two hours. Goddamn. Yeah. So, is there anything else about Saber we should talk about? Um. The moral to, to be lesson to be learned from this is, <laughs> if you have problems, talk to people about them. Talk it don't, out. Don't keep them bottled in. You have friends, you have family, they love you, they they will listen to you, talk to people. I mean, that is a good lesson. It is. Don't just bury your nose in the book. Also seal Kuriyami away forever. Don't <laughs> use the Sword of Darkness, it's yeah, bad. It shows you that future. Lock that fucker in a vault! Yeah. yeah if you cross any dark swords, um, yeah, don't, don't use them. So I feel like Saber, it could have been a lot better. And, like, the ideas we poured out during this discussion, I think just would have been so much better. Again, Tetsuya Nomura should have wrote the show. <laughs> You're right. Get an actual JRPG person to fucking write a, write a Kamen Rider. Kingdom Swords. Exactly. <laughs> Kamen Rider. Uh, but, yeah, so for me, will I watch Saber again? No. <laughs> I won't, but, you know, I'll look up henching compilations, because, like, visually and in terms of the choreography and stuff, the sword play, awesome. Suits were awesome. And, you know, good characters, but... The, ten, the 1080p clip of Blades Volume 1 Henshin will be on my hard drive for as long as I live. Oh, yeah. Uh, I will also keep Psycho and Kuriyami forever because I just like the concept of having the two most powerful fucking swords in, in the series. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like Sword of Darkness can't fuck with that. I also want to reiterate how hilarious it was that I tried to create my own OC rider based <laughs> on Blades. Your name. And twice. And then they, they had a twice? Twice. I had to change the name because the first name I came up with was Falchion and then Comrade Falchion happened. 
And then I changed the name to Kamen Rider Kalad, as in Khalid Bulg, and then that turned out to be the name of Solomon's weapon. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, also King Arthur. That was fucking useless, so we never saw it again. I love how that was such a plot focus for the first ep- first few episodes. And well, that was, that, was, that was Caliber's, oh, I'm, that's, uh, this is what I'm going to use to solve my problem. And then he didn't get it, and then that's why he made Jowl Dragon. I kind of want to see, like, Caliber Dragon Arthur. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The book is... Yeah. Yeah. We have Caliber being wielded by the Arthur robot. Yeah, Excalibur. <laughs> Fuck! Common Rider Excalibur. That's what he wanted it because he was Nick Caliber. Yeah. Anyone who was Caliber but is no longer Caliber is an Excalibur. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> imagine if Kento was Caliber fucking got stole Arthur from him oh. and we actually got to see that happen. Yeah. Oh, that was so. What a waste. Yeah. What a waste of a what a waste of a power up. That's what I'm saying. This because show is a lot of missed potential. It was cool. But it was just so waste of a power up. Yeah. God, it wasn't even fucking. It wasn't even supposed to actually use it because it didn't actually have a fancy engine chime or anything. All right. Well, we've droned on much too long about this. Saber, really excellent ideas, wasted potential. It's like Q Ranger. Yeah. Well, I like Q Ranger. I also like Q Ranger. Anyways. I'm ready for Revice, baby. I think it's going to be super fun. It's the 50th anniversary, which I know that fucking pains Gar a lot because he loves he loves anniversary anniversaries for stuff, and he likes them being treated right. That's why he likes Ultraman so much. Because Ultraman knows how to treat anniversaries with utmost respect. Ultraman just handles its own franchise way better. It, it does. It really does. Um, but no, I'm I'm so ready for revise. I cannot wait for this week. <laughs> so mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully, I'm here next week to talk about the premiere episode because we'll really see. I hope so. Anyways, Jikai Radio Sentai Cast Ranger. You know what's been sub for a while that we haven't talked about yet? The Yodana special. Oh, oh boy! Yeah. So let let's get into some ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's gonna be our feature topic next week. Actually, yeah, I think we can fit it in, because usually we spend the first episode of a show talking about theories and such, but I think we can fit that in. Yeah, that'll be quick. All right, so until then, thank you everyone for listening, watching, liking, favoriting, sharing, subscribing, hitting the bell, and being awesome! Uh, as usual, our hijinks are at castranger.powerbean.com. You can find the rest of our shit from there. You've heard me say this Let enough. us know what you thought of Saber. Yeah, let us know what you thought, who you liked, who you didn't, and... What horrible fates some characters should have met. We'll see you in the next chapter. <gasps> Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone.